Traveling to consciousness, exploring spiritual journeys to find answers in uncertainty. What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome to another episode of Traveling to Consciousness. As always, I am your host, Clayton Kuteri. Today's guest is all about holistic lifestyle and wellness. She is a teacher in yoga, meditation, and the main reason that I wanted to talk about her, talk to her, talk with her, whatever adverb you want to use there, is she's a teacher in Qigong, something that I know very little about. So with all that being said, Conscious Monkeys, welcome to the show, Emily Lasanti. Emily, thank you for being here. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited to get into this, see, hear about your journey, figure out Qigong. And we discussed right before this, is there like a Qigong practice that we can kind of do to, whether it's set our energy, whether it's clear our energy, whether it's however we can get our energy in the right place to absorb this information? There 100% is. I think the best one, as I am holding the mic with one hand and only have one hand to actually show this, it uh, would be removing energy from the the mind. So the space up here where the third eye is, where crown chakra is connected, where all of our thoughts are moving around all the time, day in, day out. Um, and it's just literally using your hand. And I don't know if you've watched ASMR, but it's kind of like ASMR related as well. You kind of just imagine that you are pulling your thoughts out with your hand. And this is actually used in the ancient Chinese or Qigong practice because they literally used to scrape um, energy away from the crown and then drop it into the earth. So physically like pulling it out of the mind maybe you use more intention to think of something specific you want to pull out and then you kind of just drop it down into the earth and release it. Um, and that's just a really great practice to do before like listening to anything or having a conversation or just wanting to reset into the present moment because as we know, it's very easy to get caught in all the thoughts and to have like a very noisy mind. So yeah, that's one of my my favorite things to do like in the morning or yeah that's pretty cool because i'm even yeah. sitting here kind of doing it and if mm -hmm. you're listening basically just like close your eyes and i guess take your hands kind of above your head and she was kind of doing this like octopus motion with her hands where it was just like almost <laughs> grab something in your head and like pull it out um that seems kind of clearing i feel a little bit like lighter just like doing that for a couple seconds right there i'm telling you qigong it's powerful powerful stuff so simple yet so powerful well, before I it's that was what kind of blew me away. And so I want to put a little <laughs> quick pause on the Qigong talk because I we're going to have a good conversation about that. Before we get into Qigong, let's go back. Let's step back a couple of years. Um, whenever you were a kid, usually parents will bring this up. Uh, maybe it was an older parent or guardian that you heard it from. Do you remember the first time that you were asked, Emily, what do you want to be when you grew up? And when you were asked that, what was your response? Um, so I went through a couple phases, but as I told you before this, my dad and both my parents, um, were voiceover artists. My mom is British. So she has like a beautiful posh British accent that she used to record pride and prejudice audiobooks too. And then my dad had that intense voice, like 
uh, coming up next. Like it is, you know, like trailer um, voice kind of thing. So I used to go in the studio and yeah, I was a little, little bit deeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but when I was little, I would go in the studio. We had a studio upstairs in the attic and uh, my dad would work from there because he was self-employed. And I would go up there and do um, little shorts for PBS. I don't know if you know PBS. It's well, you're American, so you know. A lot of people here like don't really know yeah, what PBS. The TV station. Is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would just go. Yeah, we and know. I would everyone. Just... Everyone will know what PBS is. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so I would just go like, coming up next is Arthur. Like coming up next. So I would do that. Um when I was little. And so like a little part of me was maybe thinking, Ooh, maybe I'll do voiceovers in the future. Cause that's what I saw both my parents doing. But then I had this other weird like obsession, which I don't even really have any backing behind. Cause like I wasn't actually into it. I just always loved saying when I grow up, I want to be an archeologist. Like that was it for me. I don't know. <laughs> So I don't know. And I think it was because I love to travel and I always had this thing like I want to do something different and go travel the world. And like I always found or I guess discovery and like finding discovery about ancient culture and stuff. I found that really cool. So I, I may, maybe that's where it stemmed from. But yeah. Was there a specific culture that you were infatuated with or that you were very much aligned with of like, yo, this culture is like the one I want to dig the deepest in. Well, it's always been for me like, um, well, your European culture, I guess, in general, like if that's an overarching thing, it's not as old and it's not as interesting. But I think like Spanish culture as well, or it's I the things that have like stuck out to me when I was little Spanish culture. Cause like I used to love Spanish music and like be really intrigued about Spain and I'm still obsessed. And then, um, or Asian culture because, and that relates with Qigong, I guess, because I used to have dreams like recurring dreams of being in Japan all the time, which is so, I don't know, haven't been there yet um and then the third one is probably in this lifetime um, in this lifetime yeah exactly probably there a couple lifetimes back um and the third one was i think just or i i said european but like italian culture because my dad's italian and i've always like i've never met my grandmother but i've always felt very connected with her because apparently we look exactly alike and Mm. whatever so that as well yeah random <laughs> that's pretty cool and so yeah i mean it it seems random but you know you never know the way that these things are going to interconnect yeah. with themselves yeah because even looking at you know your upbringing with the microphone you were thinking you were going to be a voice person but mm-hmm. then even i don't know that you've mentioned it already but like when we were in the green room you were talking about how you just love doing podcasts and so mm-hmm. you know there's those like small little connected pieces and it just comes out that it's like, oh, well, like voice acting, but podcasting is like super similar in yeah. the way we view it almost. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, and so it's do it, you, sorry. Go ahead. I just think it's so interesting how it's it, there's like, just like this small delay. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry for anyone um, listening. There's just like this small delay yeah. between us. So you yeah. have to stick well, with we'll us, practice, but I'll try to we'll practice patience. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll practice patience. Um, yeah. <laughs> um so i think it's also just really interesting how it's like you kind of remember things 
that you were interested in in childhood that you like didn't even you know it's like a really small detail and you're like oh yeah I remember reading that book once and being like really intrigued by it and then as you said it could maybe be a past life maybe be something totally random that your mind has made up or be something that is like your what your future self is doing I find it like super cool to kind of dig up those Mm. little gems you know yeah, and I I do know that's that's like what I try to base like this podcast around is you know starting with people's like childhood and like working through it, and especially it seems like it happened a lot more like in the episodes like between twenty and thirty, but like you'd get to a certain place in someone's story and then it would be like they would sit there and be like holy shit like I never realized that you know this thing that happened when I was like ten years old you know influenced what I'm doing today. And to me, I find that to be such a fascinating discovery to even just be a part of, but to even see it in my own life and see that reflection in so many other people's lives. Mm -hmm. Mm, Completely. So what is, uh, so you were saying then that you wanted to travel. Have you been able to do that a lot? Because I know you're in London, so that must make it easy to kind of jump between European cultures and, and different countries. Yeah, so I um when I when I was younger, I I traveled a little bit, but it was like very kind of I don't know, it was like family vacations. I would go to Dominican Republic or like Mexico with my family every year. We would do big family trips, which is like my favorite thing ever. Um but I I always got so excited for the flight and for the airport, like the smell of the airport, getting up at the crack of dawn, going in the taxi, going to the airport, like that really always resonated with me. I was obsessed with taking off and being on the plane, being on the window seat. Now I'm on the aisle because I always have to pee during the flight, but um, (laughs) it used to be the window seat for me, really looking out at the little tiny houses. Like I was always fascinated with airports and flying and planes, et cetera. So that definitely like started things. And then I went to, in high school, I went to Costa Rica and I did um, like a service trip and, and then the, the real travel, yeah, started when I was in college and I was in a sorority and we did like study abroad and I lived in Barcelona and then we did like little trips every weekend. And so that was throughout Europe. And then also before I came to London. I did a Euro backpacking trip. So it's been a lot of Euro travel. I do. So like the goals now are like I want to do South America travel and more like Asia travel. And I just went to Bali, um, but it was very short and sweet. So I'll be hopefully or I will be going back. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not like it's not. I, I have a lot of travel goals, I guess, but I'm, I'm going to space them out. I'm not trying to like rush it, you know, because I want to um have a I love the idea of routine and stability as well and travel sometimes gets me a little bit like you know off course off center so I like to come back to the stability and then the the end goal would be to like have my home base in London and then be able to travel wherever whenever you know (laughs) the dream before we start the show I must warn you that there are ads throughout this podcast episode If you'd like to get the show ad-free, you're able to get access by downloading the official Traveling to Consciousness app. It's available in the Google Play Store and iOS Store. I will note that there is a small monthly fee associated to get these episodes ad-free. And 
this is an important part. Make sure that any purchases you make, you make on the website, travelingtoconsciousness.com, because products are going to be 15 to 30% more expensive through the app because, you know, the big boys got to get their own check. Even though you're purchasing this stuff through the website, you will still be able to enjoy all this content on the app. Now, if you prefer the free route, you can get a free login on the app, and that will grant you access to challenges and notifications when new episodes arrive, discounts, exclusive content, and so much more. All of this just by searching Traveling to Consciousness in your phone's app store, or click the link below. Conscious Monkeys, I need to tell you about these psychedelic fabric mushrooms that are absolutely incredible that I've just come across. They're all one of a kind and are honestly a perfect trip buddy. They're an incredible addition to anyone's like house or room who takes psychedelics and you have a certain spot that you like to go and relax. You're going to have to check out these Aquarius mushrooms. These high-end mushrooms are made with 100% recycled material and are all one of a kind. Honestly, these mushrooms are something I'm not going to be able to describe in words alone. You're going to need to check out the link below and search to see if you can find one that resonates with your soul. Remember, they're all one of a kind and made from 100% recycled material. Aquarius mushrooms, premium mushrooms for the new age of enlightenment. Get yours today. And with that being said, conscious monkeys, let's get back to the interview. I, I do know <laughs> because yeah. I very much have a very similar vision myself. And what's interesting for me is what you're talking about here with the stability and then kind of the variety almost or the the adventure aspect of it, because this is something I've thought about as well, where I, I feel like I would want to have one home base somewhere for like three months out of the year. And then that fourth month mm-hmm. or well for nine months, but every three months be stable. And then that one month go travel somewhere, three months stable, one month travel. So, you know, in talking about this in terms of balancing that stability and then the variety you know, from a time perspective or even, even from an energy perspective, how do you view that? Um, I think that energetically it's an interesting thing. Well, this, I mean, this, this draws me to, I guess, a good chat about why I was so drawn to Qigong and yoga and meditation in the first place and how that sparked off because initially in college and, even in high school, like kind of the beginning years of my life, I was not taking good care of my body, like at all. Like I've always been a happy camper, like a pretty positive person. But in general with my health, it was kind of like, you know, I would just kind of, I was eating like, so I would either like eat a lot or eat like nothing at all. Like had a really bad relationship with food, like was just not taking care of myself, not really moving my body, like was never working out, like just all this stuff. And, um, I think that when I went to college and then when I went to start traveling, like I really liked the idea of like, you know, I just, you're in college, like drinking so much, like very heavily, especially when you're in a sorority or Greek life. It was like literally Monday too much, usually Sunday. <laughs> like it was crazy. And then at that time, you're like, I'm yeah. invincible. I am not, I, I can drink whatever I want. I'm a tank. I'm like this, like five, <laughs> four small girl. Like, no, uh, no. But anyway, um, was just, yeah, not treating my body well. And then, like, as was dabbling in other 
you know, substances and just not being, just not being good with my, my body. And so I think how that relates to your question is like with that came instability and with traveling a lot as well came instability and just kind of like not having my center, you know? And so Qigong and yoga and meditation, they all go hand in hand. Qigong and yoga are just meditation practices in themselves, you know? Um, and they're all related to energy and present moment, et cetera, and breath work. Um, but I really f- have now found my center and it's like, okay, now, even if I say, yeah, I'll be maybe a little unstructured when I travel or something. It's like, no, but I have my practices. It's like my practices are my home. My practices are my way to stabilize in any stressful situation. Even if I feel like I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying this now. Like if I'm in the middle of the desert with no water, I would be able to calm myself down with my practice. You know, it's like really special to have that now because I feel like it's not it's realizing and recognizing that nothing outside of you is really going to, you know, save you or help you or fill you. It's like the things you do within, the things you think, feel, and the actions you take, like, you know, from within is all, is the groundwork. Like, it's it's just everything. So, yeah, that kind of answered the question, but. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't specifically a traveling answer, but I got your answer with, like, yeah. stability. and. Yeah where we can even kind of dive in (laughs) where we can dive into this a bit more. And I'm super fascinated as well, because coming out of high school and even a little bit after college, I didn't have the healthiest relationship with food myself. Yeah. So in your journey, where did you kind of find yourself in this place of, Oh shit, like all this stuff I'm putting in my body is detrimental to where I want to go. And kind of like, where did you make that shift of, I need to be paying attention to what I'm doing with my body in a sense. I pushed it to the absolute extreme. Um, <laughs> it was not, a, it was a rude awakening in, in actually 2019 and 2020. Like, honestly, it was like, it, it wasn't that long ago. Like when this all shifted for me, um, cause I was, I, yeah, I was just really pushing my body to the absolute extremes and I, was hit with well I've always kind of had like a little bit of asthma growing up I don't want to own that story anymore because I've healed it and I haven't struggled with it now so I'm like okay that's past me you know um but I was like always on inhalers when I was a kid kind of like kind of struggling with it back and forth but I also think that was due to like stress and anxiety and stuff but yeah, I hit a wall in, in 2019 to 2020 just because, yeah, I, I was just doing too, me- too much. And I was, it was my first year in London. I was so excited. I was living with my best friend. Like it was great, crazy, you know? And then I, I, my asthma got so severe um, that I just like, I literally would wake up and be gasping for air. It was quite scary, to be honest. And like during beginning of COVID, like I was in this complete state of shock and fear because I was like, oh my God, if I get COVID, I'm going to die. Like, because my asthma was seriously that bad. It was like, it was so bad. (laughs) And that then triggered, since I wasn't getting enough air, I would get sick a lot. And I got a thing in my inner ear, like vestibular neuritis, and um, that caused vertigo. So I was 
couldn't breathe. I was spinning like the room would be spinning. I would be like off balance. And then third, obviously from those two things, I was having severe panic attacks. So I don't, I feel like I don't even like, it's kind of blocked out in my mind because it was such, it was like seriously scary. And I feel like I was, I never really went, I did go to the doctor, but I never really went to the doctor. It was like, I kind of knew it was this weird thing where it was like, I know I need to self heal. Like, I know I need to fix this on my, on my own kind of thing. And I was done with inhalers. They weren't helping me at all. I was done with going to doctors in London because like one doctor, for example, prescribed me this medication that was apparently some of the strongest steroids because I went to another doctor later and they were like, they should not have put you on that amount of steroids because after I took those steroids, like I was extra through the roof panic attack, like crazy. But anyway, um, yeah, it was yeah. really bad. But and this is right no, when COVID wild. was happening. So this is the beautiful shift, though. It was like this weird thing where I, you know, my aunt who introduced me to Qigong was like, you need to start Qigong. You need to start Gua Sha as well, which maybe if you're interested, we can talk about it. It's just like people do it on their face, but you can do it on your body to decrease inflammation if you're struggling with internal gotta issues. Got to figure or, out Qigong first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Qigong first. Um, but all we'll of this there. stuff, like, <laughs> exactly. But all the, all this stuff with the world of self-healing Chinese medicine, I got obsessed really quickly and with meditation because I was finding that really helped my panic attacks and everything. So then it was, but it was beautiful though, because then I like really, I was also, I guess my like spiritual awakening, I don't even really like to call it that because I feel like we're always, it's just a remembering, you know, like a spiritual remembering of who we are. But that started for me in 2018, like my last year of senior year. But I feel like it really elevated during this time because I was like, okay, whoa, this is happening for a reason. I'm going to figure it out. And also I kept like getting these weird downloads and I'm like, this is your shift. Like this is your shift because- I never really knew, going back to the first question, what I really wanted to be because I studied PR in school and I was just kind of like, eh, that's what everybody else is doing. So I don't really know. And then this was like, oh my God, like this is it. Like, cause I just found such a passion for it. So, mm. yeah. That's interesting. And so something that you kind of brought up there where my story differs from yours is that mm -hmm. I kind of got into health far before I started getting into spirituality, spiritual awakening, spiritual remembering, yeah. call it what you will. So I'm interested as to how or what cultivated this, let's say, spiritual trigger in you in 2018 that then, you know, and then run me through, I guess, the timeline of that spiritual triggering in 2018 up until mm -hmm. you started actually implementing a healthier, more holistic yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Well, it's super beautiful too, because I truly believe that like, whatever, God, source, consciousness, whatever you want to call, you know, what we are and what we come from. It down Once you start your spiritual remembering, quote unquote, you it downloads it in the funniest ways like it's like little like a game i feel like it just starts to be like oh 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 you know once you're open to it <laughs> yeah and so <laughs> the first moment was when i found um a book i think where did i get it i was like in my friend's flat or something or apartment i think somewhere in new york and i found this book 
called The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. And it's just like a very like basic like spiritual self-help book, basically just like your thoughts affect things. And I was like, what? Oh my God. What? Like I had no idea. It's crazy to think that in 2018, I had no idea that my thoughts <laughs> yeah. affected things and that positive thinking was like a thing. And I'm like, oh my God. Cause I was like, you know, I was just going through it As, even in college. Like I was in a bad relationship. I was like, oh, I'm such a victim. Like, you know, whatever, which again, it's not bad. <laughs> not like making the, fun I of like anybody. The, uh, what is it? The embodiment. Uh, <laughs> yeah i, I just feel like i was at some point maybe some people are still there yeah exactly and i don't exactly i don't want to you know whoever's still there like it's a total human thing and like i fall back into it sometimes but anyway found that book got really interested um was home after college for the summer was still struggling with a bunch of stuff and um was feeling quite lost so then I started to meditate and then it was it, it's this weird it's a book like that's it it's every time it's like I don't try to find the book the book finds me you know so it's like Norman Vincent Peale yeah. this book then this next book I, I'm really wanting to remember lately this name of this book because it's beautiful but it's just about meditation and meditating in order to spread just you know loving kindness to others like like expanding your consciousness and then I think it was um, the untethered soul by Michael Singer, who everybody says they that is the book that awakened a lot of my friends. Um, and then it was like Eckhart Tolle, but all of these books, it wasn't like I was googling or going on Amazon. What's the next book? It would be like it would just pop up in my face, and it would be like this gut feeling, and I'm like, this is the next one. Like even the one I'm reading now, mm. that's more business based. I literally, it's right there, and I don't want to get up. I forget the title. Well, but anyway, it's it's more business based, but it talks about Sorry. paradigms and how we we operate. Like, because I feel like my thing now is I'm realizing that okay, we're actually creating our entire realities, each and every one of us. You know, that's like it's just up there. It's it's we're that powerful. So this book talks about kind of business based, but also mixing with our how our thought paradigm just creates our entire experience and how it just you know if you shift you can shift paradigms anytime and just like keep creating and creating but but yeah i just think it's it's since that point in 2018 when i started and actually implementing it that was the question so the book started to go on but i think that I, I started to implement meditation a little bit and I like knew what I was doing kind of like relaxing more in stressful situations and choosing how I respond and shifting my thought patterns and stuff. But I didn't actually really put it into practice till the health thing, I think, because I was like, okay, you know, physical, mental, emotional, it all goes hand in hand and I need to be squared up like and not intensely. It, it shouldn't sound like work because it's a beautiful, nice thing that I enjoy doing now. But it's like I, that was the moment, I think, when I really was like, OK, be serious. Implement this in all areas. Like don't just read about it and meditate and then go like on a heavy, heavy, heavy night and then cry about how you're feeling. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Conscious Monkeys, I need to bring your attention to this company that I've been using over the past few months, and probably longer now if you're hearing this, that has absolutely changed the way that I'm actually interfacing with the world. It's a company by the name of Conscious Technologies, and what they do is actually create these harmonizing units. And what it does is it actually takes the rotation of EMF frequencies that are in your area 
and harmonizes them. They make them in line with the true natural frequency of the universe around you. And they're incredible products. I actually went and I've tested out their quantum flow unit. I've tested out their meditation bed, their core harmonizer. And quite frankly, they were so incredible that I actually bought the cell phone EMF harmonizer for my cell phone. I was also lucky enough that Ross threw in a necklace as well. So I've been wearing that thing. And quite frankly, I'm even wearing it to bed and my dreams have become so vivid and just intense that it's pretty insane. I honestly feel so grateful to have it. Their mission is to bring forth technologies that support the harmony of mankind and the world at large. Go check out their stuff. I mean, looking's for free. And if I'm being honest, if you click the link below and make a purchase, I do get some kickback. But quite frankly, I wouldn't be promoting it if it didn't work. So with that being said, go check them out. Conscious Technologies, LLC. Link below. Conscious Monkeys, are you looking for a CBD cream that actually works? I've tried many different CBD products and I've really never truly felt like any of them have worked for me. Like maybe there'd be like a little bit of tingling and then it would fade pretty quickly. Then came along Revive CBD. From the first time I tried it on, I could tell that there was something different about this product. I noticed that any joint pain I had was gone within minutes of applying it and it lasted for significant duration. I don't have an exact time for you guys, but do your own test. <laughs> so if you're still looking for the right CBD cream, then this might be the right one for you because if you resonate with my vibe, then maybe you'll resonate with this vibe. I actually kind of just made that up on the spot, so hopefully you liked it. <laughs> Check out the link below. And as a side note, like always, the link below is an affiliate link. But again, I would not be promoting them if it didn't work for me. So hopefully it'll work for you. Again, check it out below, myrevibe.com. Get yours today. And with that being said, Conscious Monkeys, let's get back to the interview. You know what you're doing. You don't get to complain about it if you choose to do it now. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I'll do it now sometimes. But I'm just like, you know what? I did it. It's fine. And then you wake up. And I like to call it the bounce back. It's like I was talking about this with my friend recently. The bounce back, when you learn these things, it's like you can very easily pick yourself up out of one of those bad states and be like, wait, no, it's fine. Today's a new day, whatever. And you move on and you continue, you know. So well, there's also there's something to be said for what you kind of touched on there was like, you know, the bad times that you would do something. And what I've noticed is, is actually like, consciously choosing when to do those has been so crucial for me. So even take, Mm -hmm. even take the smallest thing I could use as an example would be like your cell phone. If you're on your phone, like just doing random stuff, plugging away at random apps, just mindless chatter, you know, the, on average people will do that and then feel guilty afterwards. And they're like, Oh, I'm so bad. I wasted so much time. What am I doing? You know, life is rough. What's wrong with me? Why am I so poor? But (laughs) if you get to a certain point where you actually plan out and say, okay, I'm going to spend the next three hours on my phone doing mindless nonsense, not caring. After that Mm -hmm. three hours, you set a timer, the timer goes off. After that three hours, you like don't have that guilt anymore, which makes it so much easier for you to then like get on with the rest of your day to do other things. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's so true. It is just kind of like having that self-discipline and allowing yourself to do the quote unquote bad thing, but then being like, okay, well, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to balance it with this. And I feel like I'm not that into astrology. I feel like I kind of think a lot of it is BS, to be completely honest now. Um, I was into it last year. 
But with the new moon um, and everything with Libra, like I feel like that's a huge actually like theme for my life right now. It's like really acing that balance because when you ace that balance, it's like, you know, I don't know, with food even like literally have like the worst food and then balance it with something really good and and just feel no guilt for that's the biggest thing. It's like the guilt factor is, as we know, the lowest vibrational thing you can feel literally in human existence. And that is not going to get you out of that negative state. So it's like you got to just drop that guilt and just like balance helps with that because then you're like, okay, well, I did this, but then I'm doing this to make up for it, you know? For sure. And if you look at the other side of the token, people who are wildly, let's say, financially abundant, a lot of them don't have time or they don't have, or they have super poor relationships with significant others. Yeah. And I have to imagine it comes back to this on the other flip side. It's like, they don't give themselves any time to relax, to take a minute off, to take a break. It's always full steam ahead. I can't spend a minute looking at my phone. Otherwise I'll shatter. And ironically they end up shattering and missing out on so much of life without, even knowing it because they think the only goal in life is to accumulate more wealth and more money. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. It is, it is really just that balance too. And it's like they talk about in meditation or even Qigong, it's like the middle way, the middle path, the Tao, like that is the key to life. Cause when you find that it's like, it's, it's presence too, you know, it's like, it's finding the presence in the mind. And then it's like, when you can center that you drop the guilt because you're not having those guilty thoughts from the past, but you're also not obsessively thinking about what you need to do in the future. Like, oh, I got to grind. I got to grind because you're just like here, you know? So that is really the key to it all, but it's the hardest thing. (laughs) That's why it's the key because it's so difficult, you know? But I don't even want to affirm that. Feels like no. it's almost what we're all trying to figure out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's actually a really good point too of what you're about to bring up there. Mm. Is it's always so fascinating listening to the way people talk about things mm. because we almost have these self fulfilling prophecies. Going back to imagination, what you're talking about, our thoughts, what we think. If you believe that it's difficult to do something, then it is. Yeah. And this was a huge step in my personal. What do we want to call it? awakening step is evaluating all those things that have been told the things from you sometimes you have to do things you don't like in order to succeed it's like well why can't i just learn either learn to like the things i claim to not like or just find a different Mm -hmm. way around them and so i find that so good on you for i guess catching yourself in that (laughs) situation yeah yeah i that's that's been my biggest obsession right now or i guess my like next step that i've been focusing on with i mean i don't know if you like study neville goddard and um there's this youtuber that i love dylan james he's like this random guy who just like so talks about this but it's like the law of assumption you know the law of assumption. so it's it's we create our own realities but we create it even more deeply than we think it's like our beliefs our beliefs are what create our actions our feelings our thoughts programs how we interact with other people like they literally create how other people show up for us based on these things we're telling ourselves even maybe if it's from childhood like everything is like our it's basically just a story that that, about ourselves because we're just creators you're telling your Clayton story I'm telling my Emily story and it's like how 
you can make that easy shift. It just, it seems so simple, but it actually is being like, no, wait, actually, like I love working out every day. No, I love it. Like it's so fun. And the more you say that, the more you're going to start believing it because our brains are just programmed. So you're just going to be like, I love, I love working. Like I love it. It's so fun. Even I could, I usually, I'm so bad at math. That's always my thing. But I could be like, no, I'm actually great at math. I'm actually super good. And then I would start to learn about math and be like, ooh, you know, because your brain, you're literally sending those signals to your brain and being like, this is me now. And then you become that. It's just the coolest thing ever. Like, it's just so exciting and fun in a way. <laughs> it it really is. And yeah, I mean, if I had anything of a testament, like we kind of talked about this before starting the podcast, but even just the last week that so this is going to be airing probably in the middle of November. And for people who are wondering, mm -hmm. we're recording this September 28th. So what's interesting for me is over the last week with like the explosion on Instagram is it's so fascinating to see that because it's something that I've been visualizing for a while and seeing it happen. Yeah. So for me, it's like just kind of that self-fulfilling prophecy of like this, like one more thing on the fire of like, oh yeah, like this, this stuff's real. And if you give it yeah. that, appreciation like you'll get there yeah it's also just testing it out for yourself like I feel in the summer when I was really waking up to this truth and I'm like yo like I my thoughts and and visualize because I've always been a daydreamer like I'm always like listening to a song like literally just daydreaming and creating I feel like I'm very we're all good at visualizing but I think some people can see things more and I feel like I'm a very visual person like I find it very easy to create like a really in-depth scenario in my brain I always have so I feel like it's funny because I'm like oh I've been doing this my whole life even when I've been visualizing really bad things and then they happen you know it's like when you kind of backtrack you're like oh my god I did I did that like I was freaking out about this guy cheating on me and then he che you know what I mean just like a random example kind of but so <laughs> in general it's like yeah. you are always your thoughts are always creating and it's a big this summer I feel like it hit me the most like with all these videos and this new like the books coming at me and all these things I'm like okay I'm gonna learn this now and then it's like you can learn it and learn it and learn it but then like anything as you said earlier, you can learn it, but then actually putting it into practice is the next step. So it's like past week or two, because the whole summer I was just studying it and I wasn't actually really being like, okay, I'm going to step into my power now and try it. And now I'm like, no, I'm going to stop watching the the help videos because they're like a little crutch, you know, and I'm going to be like, no, I'm good. This video is going to do really well. I am going to get this job offer today. I'm going to get this amount, like really just fuck. And it, it works. Like it's crazy. It's really wild. It's wild. It is wild. It is wild. Yeah. And if you're looking for the terminology, like when you're able to visualize that well, it's clairvoyance. I'm not sure if you've gone down the Claire mm. rabbit hole yet. A little bit. So a little like different bit. Different Claire but, abilities. Um, yeah, I think I think Claire I think definitely I'm clairvoyant then. And also, um, as I said before, I'm not that into astrology, but my moon sign apparently it's a Pisces moon. So that's very like very visualizing especially being in the moon because it's like very mm. like artistic and creative so that's that's an exciting thing too because when I was little I think I bogged down so many of my creative abilities and was like oh I'm 
because I'm not I'm well again who knows maybe I will become a good drawer artist but like at the time I was like I'm really bad at designing and putting things together and that was a huge narrative for me and now it's like well no like I am very creative like I'm a we're all we're all creative we're all creative it's like you know some people that say that they're not it's just like no you just haven't tapped into that ability yet it's there you know they've just been blocked in some way shape or form because I mean we all right if this goes back to what we were talking about earlier where a piece of god divine energy the universe inhabits all of us that's the greatest creator of all time <laughs> mm. right like mm. i think we could all agree that that is the energy or essence that created everything that we're viewing here and for mm. there to be a little bit of that in you i mean you obviously have the divine power to create whatever mm. reality you want to experience exactly Exactly. It's, it's, and at first too, I think like when you're on the total opposite end, you're like, what? Like it could sound really crazy, but it, it it makes sense from a standpoint of literally just being like, because a lot of what I've realized too is a lot of people refer to, you know, this state of like being fully connected with that source to just confidence. Like, think about it. If you're confident in life, you get what you want usually like it it works and you create your reality but if you're feeling insecure aka not as connected to your power or to your you know how how powerful you really are then it's like it doesn't usually go your way like and we can all vouch for that we all know in those terms what that means you know and it's like even those things with with qigong too it's like the posture and how you stand and everything it's like we're taught in meetings in in school and stuff it's like um or just businesses in general it's like you got to do your power stance in the mirror it's like no that's you like tapping into that confidence and actually tapping into your energetic intense power but like people kind of dim it down because you're like oh that's just confidence you know that's just confidence like you either have it or you don't yeah. yeah I mean, and I think everyone does. It's just whether or not you're blocking yourself from that energetic frequency of yeah. confidence, and yeah. even more so, right? I I don't know about you, but like in my in my life, whenever my parents have told, whenever I have like a bad dream, right? So you have like a bad dream at night. You're crying. You run up to your parents. You're like, "Mom, mom, mom!" Like, you know, I just had a bad dream, a nightmare. So and so died, and she's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Like, it's it's not real. It's not a real thing," and that gets imprinted yeah. in you. And along this journey, I mean, your imagination and dreaming are arguably just as real as anything that we're experiencing in this present reality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that too, like with even with clairvoyance or with things that are like your quote unquote sixth sense, like what, you know, the things that we don't see with our, in our physical reality, like test, I don't even know the five senses, you know what I mean? But with, in that physical reality, the things that we don't, that we're not connected to, it's like, yeah, we're just so, we're just so taught to be, and everyone is like, that's the conditioning that happens. Maybe that's the whole point of the game, you know, like of life. It's just like, you're conditioned to believe that you're not this super human and we all are which is and i think that's like what as you get older that's why people have spiritual awakenings or spiritual rememberings and stuff but the dream too it's like that um when i said japan and i used to have that dream about japan this was the weirdest dream and i had it all the time from a very young age and i still it was it's like so clear in my mind and i had really like 
with speaking of insecurity and the reason why I guess had like issues with food and so it was like I was so insecure growing up and I don't know where it came from. I I had a great childhood. So insecure and I still struggle with that. This has been my biggest thing recently. It's like just stop like I just like the insecurity was deep and it was intense and I just felt like when I was a kid I had this dream and it was this this boy took me to a field and I went into a small house in the field and in this house I was being created into a kite and then this boy took me as a kite and was flying me like around the field and it would and it, I I feel as though now I interpret it as like in the dream, it was like scary, like I was being flattened and like eyes scrubbed out, like being turned into this weird flat Stanley kite thing. Like I don't even know. And then being flown. And I feel like that's even like from ancestral things and stuff and what I've learned about my family, like that deep insecurity, that deep like feeling controlled by other people and feeling like, you know, and I feel like that is kind of in a sense, a way of me being like, oh, I feel really like just flat and like invisible and like not in my power, I guess, like the weirdest dream I know, but no, it's super fascinating. I find them super interesting. I think I find dreams that they tend to be very reminiscent of things that we either need to look at or to understand deeper about ourselves or about Mm -hmm. something in reality. I had on the podcast, a lady who is a dream Oracle and she would have been maybe two Mm -hmm. weeks before this air date. It's not out there yet for your sake, (laughs) but she Mm -hmm. talks about dreams, how she, you can like interpret them for your own meaning. Right. So yeah. to be flattened out as a kite and to be flown, it's like, to me, it's going to mean something completely different than it does to you. And so I always find yeah. that I always find them super fascinating and there's so much you can do with your dreams. Like they're so powerful. And mm-hmm. that's the next thing I'm kind of stepping into of put it in the bucket list of things that we were told aren't real, that actually mm-hmm. might be one of the most real things in the world yeah uh, so that's been a while well, i have chills like it's so cool it is that's yeah definitely keep me updated on that journey because i feel like i'm de- also super fascinated with with the dream stuff well for sure uh, here you go i'll give you a i'll give you a very super fascinating one and it's a little bit morbid mm-hmm. so get ready for your energy to drop I a little bit i think sometimes they kind of are i mean mine was quite creepy so you know well yeah i <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> well, this we'll get to it. We'll see how it compares. So, okay. I so when this was actually this past week. So, a big thing I've been doing in my journal after talking with that lady is actually start like writing my intention before bed, asking you know the dream realm like questions about life and mm-hmm. you know helping me to release things and all this different stuff. Yeah. So, I, I forget what the intention was exactly. Well, let me back up. So Saturday there at the local amusement park, there was a shooting and Mm. luckily no one was killed. Uh, Just two people were injured and I found it interesting. And so, you know, whatever happened. And so then on Monday, three days ago, I was actually going through my dream journal. So every morning I wake up, I write down my dreams and Mm. I was going through my dream journal and I realized that the dream I had on Thursday of the week before I actually had a dream that I was at this amusement park 
I had a dream that I was at this amusement park and that I was the only one there. And there was like this really weird, like dark mist that was kind of taking over the area. And it was like gloomy and, you know, overcast. And it was kind of weird, but it was at that amusement park. And so it was interesting. So then I kind of woke up, wrote that dream down and went back to bed. And then I went back to bed and I had a dream that was very long and it ended with a vampire that was like covered in blood. And I was like looking mm-hmm. at it and I was like, holy shit, like this is crazy to me. So then I realized that I had this dream, what it would have been the, the day before that shooting occurred at that amusement park. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. That's crazy. Right. So then where it even gets more interesting, and this is where my mind went with it, right? Like number one, okay, was this possibly a, like a future prediction of what was going to happen? Premonition. Where it gets crazy to the next level is premonition. That's a good, uh, I need to remember that word. (laughs) Mm. Um, Where it gets interesting is had I evaluated that dream the day before and then gone to actually to Kennywood. Cause I've been wanting to go to Kennywood for a little bit now, which is the amusement park. Mm-hmm. Had I actually gone to Kennywood and let's say spread the energy of just smiling at people, the energy that I take wherever I go, which I try to be as, you know, smiley and happy as possible. Had I done that, the question becomes, would the shooting have ever occurred in the first place the next day? Yeah. That's where I'm kind of tripping out. Yeah, I'm so okay? sorry. There's, there's something like a going on with my mic. Yeah, hold on. I'm just trying to fix this. <laughs> oh, I just have to hold it down. Can you still hear me? I hear you perfectly. Okay, so it's just on something? my end. Do you need to get a book little... or something to block it? Uh, just Sit on twist. it. I'll just hold it. I'm just going to hold it. We're going to keep going um, because <laughs> this is so fascinating. I do not want to interrupt this. I, I think I think that is so, so crazy. And I feel like if if I, I was kind of missing the last the last part of that because I was I'm sorry, distracted. But I think that like say we all you know people did like group sessions i don't know if this is what you were saying but like group sessions of writing down their dreams and then literally predicting like the future and like the past and everything it would be such a crazy thing like people should start doing that and just like have naps and then like dream and journal their dreams and share the info because i feel like it's wild but i'm so i i missed the last part so if you don't mind um repeating that that would be great Sure. The last part was that, oh, the inner, so, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with like the butterfly effect, the ripple effect, you know, how, whenever you heal your trauma, you heal the people around you. So it gets interesting thinking about the idea of, well, if I had gone to the amusement park, the night that I had that dream or the morning, the next day that I had that dream and spread, you know, whatever joy that I could in that area. Yeah. Would that shooting have occurred in the first play or the next day still? Yeah. That's where I, mean, I kind of tripped up. Yeah. It's like, it's like you have that power too, or we do. That's another thing, another power that we have, I guess it's our, the energy. And that's with Qigong too. It's like we can actively spread energy and, and who knows if like the energy that somebody is, is emitting one day, like is, 
is yeah with the butterfly effect or something like then leading into you know this next event that is like the smallest little you know because we're all like atomic we're all made up of these tiny particles so who knows what is affecting what and you know it's it's crazy bunch of monkeys if you're looking to start your own podcast i have the two tools that you need to use to get that show on the road and the names are buzzsprout and riverside i'm combining these into one ad because you know i've honestly had nothing but the best for them but if you're going to be using one of them you might be using the other one so what buzzsprout is is essentially the platform that i use to put my podcast out there it's the reason you can hear this that's the reason that i appear on all these different directories the thing you might also need is that if you're interviewing people you're going to need riverside as well and quite frankly i'm using it right now to even just record these podcasts because they will even dilate in dilate in i don't think that's the right phrase for it they will harmonize your voice so that it sounds equivalent so if i start talking quiet at one point they have a built-in editor that will actually make your voice sound crisp i highly suggest buzzsprout and riverside go check out the links below in the description and like always these are affiliate links so i do get a minor kickback if you do sign up with them however like always they are incredible the Support has been on point and they always get back to me. So I highly recommend them. If you have any questions, they're there to help. So with that being said, go check it out in the link below. Conscious monkeys. I've got something out there for all my coaches. Anybody who has digital courses, anybody who's creating content, whether it's audio or video, you got to check out SuperPass. SuperPass is the super dope platform that I've been using now. And they're actually what has enabled my app to work. It's what's enabled me to start generating income and to help people more effectively. If you are a content creator, you create audio, video, whatever it may be, SuperPass might be the choice for you because they'll provide you with your own app and they have a great online service to also help you out. So I'm not going to put in too much because everything they do is way too much to pack into this one ad. I will say go click the link below because that is where you'll be able to find all the information. This is an affiliate link and I wouldn't be promoting them if it didn't help me click the link below and go check out SuperPass. With that being said, Conscious Monkeys, let's get back to the last segment of the interview. It's just all a crazy puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. So then with that, this feels like a good transition to actually get into the Qigong piece of it. So. Yeah. You're now saying with Qigong, you can actually spread your energy before we get into all these different applications of it at its most fundamental form. What would you say that Qigong is? So Qi stands for energy and Gong stands for work. So it's energy work um, or energy skill. You could say either. Um, but yeah, so energy, it's they say it like life force energy. So that is basically related to, I guess, source, you know, God, consciousness, whatever created this is is the cheese. So sometimes people are like, no, but what is cheese specifically? It's like, no, no, no. It's like you can't even explain it because it's just like the life force that's like the you know, created everything. That's the what chi is. If you I I think if you bring it down to like a more physical level, it would be like um, your blood flow, like your oxygen intake, um, like the chemical reactions happening in your body. But it's like basically all the movement and all the energy that's going on in your body at once is your chi. And so qigong is just tapping into that energy because a lot of us, and for me as well too, like even before, I guess 
when I meditated, it was like the mind, but with the body, with the energy in the body and actually feeling your internal energy, that's a whole nother ball game too. Cause like we feel emotion, but emotion is just energy in motion. So it's working with your energy to transmute, to transcend different emotions, to shift your energy. And if you become a real, you know, Qigong master, I'm not there yet, but you can then use your you know, mind to actively like spread that energy out toward others. And that's what Reiki healers do and energy workers and other people like that. They're, they're just really in touch with their energy and are able to spread it to others. Um, but it's like, it's a huge, um, umbrella term too, cause it encompasses like Tai Chi and just a lot of different forms. Um, I think there's like 364 different types of Qigong. So um, one for every day. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So that's cool. So then how did you kind of come across Qigong? Because it's not something that you is really put out there very frequently. Maybe being in the UK, you might have a little bit more cross-culture exposure to it. But like for me, it's not something that I've really ever heard of until recently. So how did you kind of come across Qigong in the first place? Of course. So I'll, I always give a shout out to my aunt because she is the one who did introduce me to it. And she as well has her own business called The Heyu Method. Um, so she basically um, is a Chinese medicine practitioner. She's very, very, very intelligent with this stuff. Like her knowledge is like, I mean, it's crazy, her knowledge of all this. But she first introduced me to um, Chinese medicine. She just calls it Chinese medicine because apparently calling it traditional Chinese medicine or TCM is like a bit different or something. I'm not really sure of the exact differentiation, but in general, it's that deep Chinese wisdom using your self-healing, you know, using these simple techniques to heal your body from the inside out. not totally shutting out Western medicine, but taking the proactive steps to begin, you know, begin self-healing and then just like making a part, making it a part of your daily life. So I first was introduced to it by her. And then just as I said, with like the spiritual awakening thing, it was kind of like once I got started in it, it was like I just kept finding these books and like finding podcasts and just going down a total rabbit hole. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's how it started. Then what? So it sounds like it's a part of your daily life. You do it every day and it's just a piece of the almost healing or integration process of you remembering what are the things that you do every day and like how much time does it take? Cause I mean, pulling the thoughts out at the beginning, it was pretty quick and easy. Are there like more involved things you do throughout the day? Is it dependent on your energy? Like what does your normally day look like with Qigong? Yeah. So I think it used to be like at the start, it was kind of like very um laid out for myself. Like I was like, okay, in the morning I'm going to do this type of practice called, um, 12 rivers. And then in the afternoon, I'm going to do between heaven and earth, which is a different format. And then at night, I'm going to do just like a chill, like, you know, relaxed one. 
And it would be like that to a T. And that really helped me. But I think that was also during the time when my health was worse. So I was like really relying on it. I was really like, I need to do this. I need to be in this routine. But now I find that like just like meditation, you can integrate it into your whole day. So that's what I do on TikTok. I basically make those short little videos about how to like shake the tree or do these little qigong movements that you can do anywhere and i'm really happy that that kicked off because now all my friends are like in the supermarket and just like wiggling their butt like you know just doing <laughs> these funny movements that are like so beneficial and will completely shift your energy within seconds but they're so easy and so like I get a lot of comments too, like they're so obvious. It's like people say, oh, I've been doing this my whole life. I just didn't realize it was like me working with my energy. Like I didn't realize this was like Qigong, you know? Um, but I think that for me now, it's like I like my morning routine is like my sacred thing. Like I, I find for everybody they should have a morning routine because that's the setup of your whole day. And it's like that is the foundation of your day. So I really like to do it in the morning. Sometimes I'll take like a little break to do it in the afternoon, but now it's mainly morning for me and then mainly just staying connected with that feeling throughout the day. And that feeling, even if you practice yoga or meditate or take a walk, it's like that feeling, the best way you can describe it is like the relaxed focus. It's like your body is super calm and feels very light and like kind of even buzzy, but like you're tapped into like pure presence and you also feel um, that like really abundant. I like to call it like my abundant joy in the heart because the heart is the love, the joy, the peace. So when you're doing these practice, but when you just literally like, I don't know, like when you're cleaning a a dish or talking to your friend or like even out at a club, like if you're tapped into this energy, like everything just becomes more colorful and more vibrant and more fun. And the quote that is my favorite quote of all time that it's probably somebody has probably said it before, but I feel like it just came to me like external things won't fill the void. Joy will like that's the number one thing that I resonate with. It's like no matter how, you know, I definitely want to become wealthy. I definitely want to do all these things like out in the external. But if you're not feeling joy within, you cannot appreciate because I've also been in times like even when I was in that really bad health state, when I was like in the in like such a cool place, like in this beautiful house, like having so much fun with my friends, like, you know, a th something that somebody would try to manifest like a moment and I just couldn't enjoy it at all because I was either feeling anxious or depressed or just like you need to find that within first and then the beauty of it is too it's like whether you're in your studio flat like just sitting staring at a wall or if you're at the coolest celebrity party at the top tier of anything, like you will feel the same way, you know, because it's like you reach that cap of joy when you do Qigong and you truly like I don't think it's just like it doesn't matter what's on the external anymore. And that's the yeah, that's like what my biggest thing from Qigong. I think it's like you, we are the love. We are that feeling of joy. It's it's in us. So it's like you don't really have to go and find it anywhere. Yeah, this is something that I feel like has been coming up quite a bit in conversations. This idea of that like pure state of joy. 
And where it always takes me and reminds me of is that whenever we are, the reason that we want something, the reason we desire something is because we're desiring that feeling or that emotion that comes with it. And to your point, you're even saying with Qi Gong that every single emotion that we have access to is available right now. So the whole question becomes is like, how do you get to your state of, how do you get to that state of joy, of happiness, you know, with like Neville Goddard, his whole thing is to, you know, embody you already having it. And I truly believe, I think he has a book called feeling is the secret. And the whole point is, is because you need to feel that joy. You need to feel that love. You need to feel that excitement in order for you to attract those things into your life. And for a, even a physical world representation. And I want to take this and we're going to work it into Qigong a little bit here. So stick with me. But as a physical world example, another thing I've been doing over the past week, because I know you were asking about my Instagram, is literally like jumping up and down and cheering as if I just won the scoring, the game winning touchdown of like a Super Bowl or something, you know, hands over head, jumping up and down, acting like a complete fool, like yelling, uh, just getting that energy to move. And what it seems like is that by taking that energy of joy into the next thing I'm about to do, whether it's to record a podcast, whether it's about to edit a video, anything, it seems like that energy is getting captured and like pushed into those items. And thus I feel like the thing that you're seeing on Instagram right now is a, what's the word I'm looking for here is a side effect of that simple process of me. Anytime I feel tight is to just get up and jump up and like, you know, celebrate, just celebrate being alive, celebrate this moment. So is there in that breaking that down, that jumping up and down, that celebrating, that cheering, is any of that like a Qigong practice or are there even Qigong things that I could focus (laughs) on in that to amplify it? Yeah. I mean, it's great that you say that because like one of the my favorite moves, one of the best moves is shake the tree. That's what it's called. And it's literally just standing I mean, the, the general, like the the way to, that people say to do it in, in Qigong and like traditional is to stand with your feet to the floor so you're connected to the earth and you're connected to the ground and then just shaking um, like from your feet and from the soles of your feet up through your body. So like your hands are shaking, um, you're kind of like shaking your tailbone a little bit, your head is shaking and just really allowing yourself to fully let go. Um, but now people just do it and I like to do it just literally like jumping around. It's kind of like you're just shaking around, dancing around um, and it's seriously the best release and the best mood booster. And I think like I have these little visions or like a dream of mine is like a funny thing where I like I I don't know somebody in like a public space or like even in a park you know just like everybody just all of a sudden doing a sort of like flash mob shake and just like even like do you remember the Harlem shake like that was like a thing where just people would do that dance like just but this would be like just whatever the shaking the tree and that's definitely a move that would probably resonate the most with like jumping up and down or celebrating um but it's it's just so it's I just it makes me smile because it's like so fun and it's also very childlike which is like brings us back to our essence as like a you know just like a innocent child who genuinely just like want like 
whatever we're searching for, whether it's a relationship or money or success or fame or da da da. It's like we really just want to feel that joy that we've like we used to feel when we were dancing around as a kid, you know? So and to that point, it even feels like there's so sort of this like release of pressure almost of you actually achieving things too. Because there's yeah. like for me, for me an example, right? Like if I if my focus is like what can I post? And this is so powerful, which is even shifting the focus of your mind. It's like if your focus is just like growing your account, getting more people to listen, there's a reason that that tends to fall on its face. And it's because you're not doing it from that place of joy. So if you're able to already imagine that you're in that place of joy, of happiness, well, if you're already Mm -hmm. there, and then you add the imagination to it of like, okay, I'm going to channel this joy into making this outcome occur. It's wild how it seems like that's the way, how do I articulate this? It it, it releases pressure of it even happening because, you know, I'm going to create stuff and I even shift my focus of to just create stuff and put it on my page that I believe the world needs. And I believe yeah. that that's in turn, which kind of has this double-edged sword effect of actually it growing on itself. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's like you can genuinely feel the shift too when you're in that place. Like for even all of last year, I think I started like my business and my account and my the goal of like growing on whether it's TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, who knows, like whatever, but just social media, I guess. I, I, I was coming from such a place of lack and struggle and push and I could feel it in my body. Like even if I was practicing Qigong every day, I'd be like, I'm trying so hard and literally nothing would happen. And I feel like I'm still I'm still working through that. Definitely. Like that's definitely a big thing for me right now because TikTok, I'm like, oh, this is easy to grow on. But Instagram, I have this thing instilled in me. I'm like, oh, this is hard. I really want it. I really need it because for some reason in my mind, it's like a bigger thing to like have a big following on Instagram. So it's such like this, I need it. I need it. Lack mindset, feeling the struggle, feeling the push. And now I'm just starting to be like, you know what? I'm just going to post reels that I like and like not give as much of a whatever I don't know if you want me to swear but ju- just like you can not if you want give as much of a fuck like I just I'm just hey, gonna do it, it and whatever she did it and now <laughs> but now it's like it's funny because like as I was saying before it's when you try to calculate the growth of something or whatever and do it like post this time every day da 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 it's like nothing's gonna happen I mean, maybe it will. I don't know. But like usually not. And then now it's like I posted this random video in the summer when I was just realizing this and being like, Emily, you need to chill out and just like let it grow naturally. And then it was like this video got a million views and it was like the most random thing ever. And it's just like that helped me grow from like 2000 to 5000. Now I'm still only at 5000. I'm like, okay, next is 10K and like, let's just be chill about it and not put pressure because also too, it was definitely an ego thing. And it was like, well, I need to have this amount to be cool. It's like, no, like who cares? Honestly, now I'm just like totally like, I just want it to spread my message now, which is, I think, a really important shift too that probably a lot of creators go through. It's like doing it for how other people see you versus how you actually just like want to like express, you know? For sure. And it's really interesting Mm -hmm. that you bring up the TikTok to Instagram parallel because something in my subconscious was wired the exact same way 
from yeah. believing that it was easy to explode on TikTok to then mm-hmm. shifting and being like, well, but Instagram is like for some reason better, air quotes. Yeah. Uh, and I think it I think it actually might be better just because of the way that TikTok works is that, you know, you can have like I have 180,000 followers on TikTok, but they mm-hmm. don't like I'll post a video and it might get a thousand views. Like some of them might get a thousand yeah. or 2000 views. And it's like, okay, what's the point? Like, even if I had a million, I would need, you know what I mean? It just doesn't yeah. make sense versus Instagram. It seems like they at least push it to your followers a bit more. Uh, but where I'm going with this is actually that reprogramming, how we started off this conversation. Mm-hmm. I had the program. I was like, okay, why did I blow up? Cause I blew up on TikTok first. I was like, okay, why did this happen? And I remember coming back to it. My mentality was, is, oh, it's easy to blow up on TikTok. It's easy. It's just going to happen. Just keep creating content Mm -hmm. for it. And then it happened and it was just like, oh, like I knew this was going to happen at some point. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm like super grateful for it. And it's crazy how it all played out. But the reason I bring it up is because I still had that stigma in my head with Instagram of, okay, well, it's difficult to do this. It's hard to do this. But I mean, yeah. when it comes down to it, you can search through the amount of accounts and there's so many accounts with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of followers and they pop up. There's new ones that pop up in my feed every day. And so it's like, yeah, all right, like this is easy to do. Like why, why have I been trying to build up this monster in my head? It is truly all just about the perception. And I feel like now, now that like I've learned that this summer too, it's just like, it, it once you start seeing these things shift then you're proving it to yourself that like everything is based off your belief systems right and then once you start mm. to actually know it then you're like okay like i'm so excited now cuz i'm just like i know this is true i proved it to myself i believe in the power of my beliefs you know you have to believe in the belief and then be like okay now i'm ready like i'm just going to tell myself every day wake up affirm like 20 times like instagram so easy to grow on instagram so easy and like implement that and i'm like okay it's it's it is easy you know it's just it's just making that jump and being like oh wait this was just me holding myself back which is funny too because i feel like whether it's instagram or healing or how you show up or in a relationship or anything like that. It's like, we're me. It's mainly us just holding our own selves back. It's us against us. Like no one is actually like, we're the main culprits of our own issues. You know, if it's a world scale issue, like what's going on in a lot of parts of the world right now, that is a bigger issue, of course, but like in, in a sense, in your daily personal reality, like a lot of that is just you creating your own hoops for yourself so for sure and and the craziest thing about that is in my belief the very first step which is actually identifying those programs that you're running on in your head or wherever that you actually have identified with as as just being self-evident and i I believe it takes a level of self-awareness to actually take that step back and be like okay what am i like what am i doing day to day or even any problem you're facing Right. And you just need to break down that problem from like, how am I viewing this as a problem? Why am I viewing this as a problem? And what's it here to teach me? And being able to step back and actually view the language and rhetoric in which you speak about this problem, in my opinion, it completely, completely gets rid of it. It's that's the bravest step, too. That is the bravest and most important step because 
I, I, I do truly believe the people that I know that I'm seeing this about in my life, like will shift eventually, but so many people I still see are just, they just don't want to do the work. <laughs> They're just like, I don't care. Like I just, whatever. And it's just like, I'm just going to go to my nine to five and go out on the weekend and totally drown out and like just whatever. And, and again, it's like, no, that I totally get that. I was in that state and like, it's that it's because this is the biggest step to be take it's taking responsibility for your own life you know it's like being like okay how did i play a role in this maybe i was born into a really shitty scenario and of course we don't have control over that who knows who has control over that but you know even even if you were born in the worst scenario imaginable it's like you still have the power to change now and some journeys may be way easier than others. Like they definitely are. I mean, you know, just some people really don't have it, but it's, it's, yeah, it's not fair really, but it's like, we all have that power. So I think it, it really is just making that step. And then once you make the step, I feel like too, I've spoken to people who have recently made that step, um, like after COVID or something, cause I think COVID shook a lot of people awake, um, to their habits, you know, because we For were sure. inside and like just with ourselves. Um, and I was talking to a lot of people and they're just like, you know, I feel so excited about this now. It's like whoever I talked to then, once you realize that everybody's like, Ooh, now I'm really amped to get going on this self-growth thing. Um, but like before that, it's just like, you kind of are just stuck you're just it, it's a, a rut basically you're just kind of like yeah and may, some people may love that life the sim, you know the simple the the simple life not taking sure. responsibility for other things but like i think that especially in the era that we're living like something's going on now because a lot of people are waking up and a lot of people are realizing so i think it's like gonna be a rude awakening for a lot of people um I just like how, you know, how the universe works and how it's like you go through tests in order to see more deeply into yourself. So I feel like a lot of people that are not there yet are probably going through some trials and tri tribulations. I don't want to pin that on them, you know, but like, I just think I would assume. Yeah, and I'm because yeah, like, I mean, I'm going through trials and tribulations, but I'm like, I'm like, thank God I have the ability now to take tools to like not get so upset about them, you know? See a higher perspective. Yeah. Well, because I know in my life, I have friends who, who like are so happy with just like doing their thing, living the nine to five life. They got their own thing going. And so yeah. it goes back to your point where, you know, I think there might be some people who don't have it as their intention in this life to yeah. learn about it or they don't have it as yeah. like a huge growth life. Like maybe it's just a recalibration life. So, you know, and this actually hung me up for a while. Like whenever I was starting my awakening process and this can be a helpful tip for anybody else that's starting theirs is, you know, throwing stuff at a bunch of people, like people like, Oh my gosh, like guys, you don't understand how cool this shit is. Like, did you realize that like you can manipulate water with your mind and your intentions and all this stuff? And you'll get confronted with people that will call you crazy. They'll be like, nah, dude, like that's yeah. not right. That's wrong. Blah, blah, blah. And it's really on your own behalf and to your benefit. It's really has still having that little microphone jiggle thing. Yeah. I think it's better now. I think I figured it out. 
Okay, cool. I don't hear it now, so okay, we should be good. I'm not uh, gonna so, move. <laughs> <laughs> just sit still. <laughs> yeah. No wiggling, no qigong wiggling for you. None. <laughs> and, uh, and what I think is helpful for people. Oh, I had it. I I know I still had it on the tip of my tongue. What's helpful for people is to actually keep that information yeah. to yourself until you can truly embody it and believe it before sharing it with others. Because that'll shake yeah. you to your core about like what you know, what you're doing, if you're on the right path, if it's real. Because there have been so many like things that I've come to in my um, awareness, whether it's my clear audience abilities, whether it's reading the Akashic Records, whether it's the stuff I post on Instagram and TikTok. Mm. If I didn't have the core fundamental belief that there was truth in it, then anything else that other people would say about what I was doing, I would internalize. And if it's negative, yeah. it's going to bring me back to that vibration that they're anchored in. And so, you yeah. know, just as a thing, as a, as a little, say like a little uh, white flag or red flag of warning, yellow flag, that's the color, yellow flag of warning, just, you know, try to keep it to yourself until you find people that are like, yeah, man, like this is the nature of reality. Let's talk about it. It's so funny too, because I feel like half of my friends are on the wavelength and half of mine are not, you know? And so it is like, I sometimes forget like who to talk about it with and who to not, but everyone's very <laughs> accepting of it and open-minded, which I feel blessed to have friends like that. But I think um, this is a like a very, I guess, I don't want to say advanced spiritual topic, but it's kind of like a mind fuck or just like kind of, you know, like, whoa, but with what Neville Gardard speaks about too, which is something I've been like really, really fascinated by is that everyone you pushed out, everyone is you pushed out type of thing where it's like a lot of your beliefs and things that your brain is trying to clear out or or, you know, the belief systems or the new neural pathways happening in your brain when you're like realizing things and reprogramming and everything. It's like they will be confronted. They will come in your external reality and test you. It's like a, it is literally a game like in a way because I think sometimes it's like if you're awakening, it's going to be like universe or whatever is going to be like, oh, do you do you really believe in this? Like, are you going to we're going to test you now to see if you really believe in this and if you can really stand in your power or if you're going to like fall back into that state of being like, oh, I don't really I don't really believe it anymore. Like, I feel silly for even like trying to venture there, like, you know, mm. and I, it's it's the everyone as you push out thing is so fascinating because I've tested it too recently, just like. And it is, again, just with your beliefs, but it's like even when somebody, for example, like comes up to me or even like my parents or something, like I don't want to say I test on them, but sometimes I do. And it's like my old programming would be like, oh, they're going to react this way. They're going to react this way, you know? Mm. And then I go in my head and I'm like, wait, no, they're totally fine with it. They don't care. They're totally fine with it. They're like actually really chilled out about it now. And it will shift. It's weird. Like literally they'll be like, oh, no, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, like that's fine. Like about like money or something. And it's like this is actually a reality. Like I don't know if it's what Neville Goddard talks about, like thought transmission or energy exchange or something or if it is truly just because we're all in our own little universes. Who knows? But like how we also assume things, people, like other people. That's the craziest part to me. It's like how we assume other people are going to show up is how they're usually going to show up and like 
I don't know. It's that's again, it's like such an esoteric, like whoa, out there thing. But that's another thing too that you have to test and be like, okay, say if you're in like a romantic relationship and like somebody comes up to you and does something that is really triggering and then me realizing oh wait this like I have a lot of stuff I need to sort out with like you know like I guess like I hate to label stuff too like anxiety attachment and stuff like that from like childhood and past relationships but it's like if you want to test it out and be like wait no but actually like I first of all like I am worthy of proper treatment and they also treat me really well and they do and they do and you keep affirming that and affirming that and you see it start to shift in other people like it's wild I just I and yeah it it really is the testing out for yourself though and it's like yes belief systems work with how like money shows up for you or manifesting this or that or like material things you know or leveling up your business visualizing your growth but also visualizing how other people show up and not as a manipulation thing at all it's like just kind of like a thought transmission thing where it's like maybe they like feel a shift in how their programming is because of how we think of them it's though it's wait it's crazy intricate that's no, it, it is. And what it's reminding me of is the quote, uh, those who change the world are the ones who are crazy enough to believe that they can do so. And yeah. it's so true because it's y- you, if someone believes that you would easily call them crazy, but at the end of the day, it's mm-hmm. they have that amount of power and knowledge and are able to exert that and almost create the world in their image. And it And it really gets interesting along the lines of, what does it get interesting? How does it get interesting? Oh, in the lines of like timelines and things, right? Because like, if there's a reality where I desire, let's say our parents, right? Let's say I want my parents to react in a certain way to experience, you know, like your example mm-hmm. for them to be cool with it. But then it's like, there's another instance, like they have the choice of how they respond to it. Right. Like, they yeah. still have their own free will to respond to it. And this is kind of a, mm-hmm. probably a, a piece of the conversation where I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Yeah. But just that, that belief of like, okay, well, this is what I want to experience, but then what if there's like a different way that they want to experience it? So that's kind of yeah. where I get weird with timelines and the splitting of that. I know. I, but I think that, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's like our brains literally cannot comprehend it because they're not supposed to, you know, like we are not mm. supposed to fully comprehend that extent because it's just like so out of crazy. But I, I want to draw a, a parallel to something I was thinking about the other day, um, which is, um, you know, how like, you know, Einstein or whatever, any, any, any scientist, any creative, like, I, I believe that we get our creative ideas like from downloads of what basically is ready to come out through a person. If it's a really crazy idea, like for, yeah, for like Einstein or a- anyone who's really had like a crazy um, life changing um, scientific for experiment sure. or idea or anything like that. So I think we're always like getting constantly downloaded with these, you know, inspired action or creative ideas that like are ready to be brought to the forefront. And I think I've realized that and I think a lot of people have too with movies like like, for example, The Matrix and like movies that are like these big blow up mm. movies. But they actually like I, I feel like the idea to create the movie was downloaded to the director or whatever in order to get that message out because The Matrix has so much so much truth to it. Like it is true, you know, basically. Right. It's a documentary. And I I 
Yeah. And like during my awakening too, like I used to watch movies with my friend and like we would watch like I'm realizing now I'm like all those movies were like had big like spiritual message, like deep spiritual messages behind them, you know, like and we didn't even mean to do that. It was like we were just watching these movies and each of them. It's like, whoa, this means this. This means this. And I think now with the like multiverse stuff and everything, like all the different parallel realities, versions, et cetera that you know the new movie that came out anywhere anytime anything or something what's that new movie it's uh, like everything everywhere all at once every- yeah 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 but i feel like that is like such a it's like that is like this concept now that people are playing around with and are and and it's not a new thing too because like neville goddard talked about it and he i don't know he like died he's from way far back and I feel like people always knew about it too and people always like pondered it but maybe now it's coming more to the forefront of like oh maybe there are like infinite versions of me maybe not like ooh chef Emily and dancer Emily and singer Emily but like no just like maybe I'm in different people's timelines showing up differently you know like mm just just reacting differently in any given situation depending on somebody's perception but again it's like it gets if, if anybody who's listening to like once you start researching everyone is you pushed out and you're open-minded to it as you should be with everything because we're here on, on a floating rock like so you should be <laughs> open-minded to any possibility you know it's like once you start researching everyone is you pushed out it's like whoo like it's a rabbit hole. It's a definitely a rabbit hole, but it's a cool and amazing rabbit hole that we could utilize for good, you know? Like I think we could all use it for and and it's yeah, the scary thing is too like maybe some people could try to use it for bad or manipulation, but I feel like if you're using it, oh, you know, I'm going to like wish wish well for this person or hope they show up for me better or wish, you know, then that is obviously good, but it's Yeah, well, uh... I'll, I'll add like a little asterisk here when you're talking about how you can use this. And the way I view it is that you can either use it for enlightening or you can use it for your own egotistical nature. So yeah, the choice is yours. Free will still exists. If you wish to use it for your own ego and to, let's say, manipulate people and create this really weird outcome, by all means, go for it. I will add the caveat, though, that, you know, the law of karma still exists. So mm-hmm. you reap what you sow at some point in time, yep. it's going to figure it back out. Um, my current understanding is that our, this isn't the only life we have past lives, our soul, uh, you know, reincarnates. So if you're not going to experience it in this life, it'll be another one. So, you know, the choice is yours. That's my opinion whenever it comes to all that. But with that being said, that if you have enough people that realize that they're able to actually cultivate peace on earth, if we actually all just focused on peace, then yeah. wars would dry up tomorrow if everybody just focused their mind towards peace. So it's it can be very powerful either direction. And I truly believe that there has to be something to be said that if you're coming from a place of love or higher vibration such as love, then it has to have a stronger ripple effect where if one person's listening mm. to this and they want to manifest from their, let's say, ego it might splinter them off into a different timeline and actually work for them. But majority of us are going to actually experience a reality. That's the experience we want to have. Yeah. And I think, I think too, as you said, like 
100% the karma thing. Like whether it's not in this lifetime, another lifetime, maybe that's why I, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows the karma, but like, I think also it's, it's with, with Qigong or just, you know, we, everybody knows it. It's like love is the, the ultimate healer. The unconditional love is the ultimate life force. That's what source God frequency is, you know, that's like, what, what is the highest source? And so if I think, whatever you're trying to do, if you're trying to manifest something as I guess Abraham Hicks talks about, like aligned with your source or aligned in your, she calls it the quote unquote vortex. Um, if you do it in that space of alignment from positive intention for yourself and for others, maybe even a little more for yourself, just because it makes you feel joy and it's not really affecting others that much, impacting others in a negative way at all, then do it. And I think that will just be so much more powerful than any negative thing you're trying to create, you know? Um, yeah. Even, even if wars are going on and, and everything, it's like, maybe wars also it's like a collective negativity whereas like one person in a war that is standing up for their rights or standing up for equality or peace will make that ripple effect and that love energy is actually like so much stronger from one person than like you know a hundred people that are emitting hate so well and this kind of comes down to what we were talking about earlier where we're saying like whatever thoughts you're thinking become reality it even goes another level of like what type of information are you consuming on a daily basis and this is yeah. why you should everyone should listen to traveling to consciousness because this is the information you should be downloading <laughs> yes. on a regular basis number one uh, podcast <laughs> <laughs> number one podcast in the world uh but yeah. the point is is that you if you're constantly this is why i turned off the news is that if you're yeah. constantly watching something that is, and it's funny too, coming back to it and watching the news, there's four emotions that they pry on every single, every single minute of news is based yeah. around anger, shame, fear, or guilt. Every single yep. word that comes out of those TV stations is predicated on one of those four things. And yep. what's crazy is like, if that's what you're paying attention to, if that's what you're watching, if that's what you're consuming for Hell, even an hour, two hours. If you watch it two hours a day, this is what's crazy, ready? If you watch something or do anything for two hours every day, that's one month, one complete month start to finish of your entire year. So oh my God. So anything you do two hours a day, you are doing that for one whole month out of a year. And so whenever you take a step back and realize that you're basically spending a month every year programming your brain to look at shame, fear, guilt, or was the last one shame fear go anger anger yeah. yeah so what my hope is is to put out a podcast that you're able to listen to i guess i only have the availability for once a week we'll we'll increase the frequency guys i got you uh <laughs> but the point is is just like pay attention to the things that you do every day whether it's what you're consuming whether it's what you're putting into your body because that's what creates your future it's stemming from this present moment you can change it at any moment, but if you're feeding negative things in, you're going to get negative things out. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I, uh, my dad will probably never hear this, so it's fine, but like, <laughs> I love him so much, but he's in his eighties now and he is just, I don't know. He's just like, he loves to watch the news. He used to be an anchor. Like he loves the news. He loves news programs, etc. But 
it's just I can see it's really debilitating his mental health. It's not making him happy. It's not making him happy. And he is in a constant state of fear. Whenever he calls me, he's still in a constant state of fear about COVID. Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm I'm fine now. It's okay. Like it's actually subsided here. Like, you know, I God don't want to God forbid that it will ever, you know, resurface. But like in general, it's just like this constant state of worry, worry, worry. And that has such a bad effect on your mental, emotional and physical health. And I feel like that is why like that's why they do it. It's the news wants to hold you in that state of victim mentality, because literally, if you don't know better, you are in a state of fight or flight, which makes you that debilitated and that like not being able to really function in daily life because you're just like having panic attacks all the time, which is what I went through, like anxiety. And you can't do anything when you're having a panic attack. They're totally crazy and debilitating, even an anxiety attack. It's like they just, you can't, like you have to just focus on getting out of that. You know, it's like you can't actually respond from that state. And I I think that with my news intake now, it's like I really don't watch the news at all, really. I mainly just consume content about things that I'm interested in. But I do think, you know, of course, it is important to be aware of what's going on in the world. um, But I, I try to keep it to literally like I check in maybe once a week or once every two weeks and just try to like also not get absorbed in the scariness. And and really, I look at it always in because I studied PR in school, too. So I know PR and how people shift a um, uh, shift a headline, like how you write a headline mm. to capture attention. Right. And so that's always fear based or always way more extravagant than it is. And then I look at it and I'm usually just like, okay, I'm going to like, like really soften these words in my mind, not to go into panic. For example, right now there's a hurricane going on in Florida, but Florida has hurricanes all the time. My mom lives in Florida. She's totally fine. She's just staying inside, you know, with her friends and they're good. But then in the headlines, I'm like, I'm not even going to look this up because probably if I look it up, it's going to say, terrible hurricane in Florida, like hide your kids. Like, well, you know what I mean? Like craziness. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I do not feel like going into that state right now. I'm going to, you know, check in on her, speak to her, FaceTime her if she can, their service. But like, I'm going to assume and know that everything's going to be fine because, you know, so. Because everything always works out. The news is crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and that's basically their model is just to control people through those like four basic, like lower vibrational frequencies. Because if you can... Yeah constantly make people afraid of something then it gives you like that control over their emotions but something i'm thinking about to share with you that has helped me quite a bit is with my parents and my mom does listen to like all my episodes so she'll probably listen to this as well uh, <laughs> shout, out. <laughs> shout out to my mom so what's interesting though is that uh what i've actually been experiencing in the last couple of weeks myself is setting boundaries with my parents because there's certain mm-hmm. things that we've talked about where they come up again and again, and I'm like, here's the solution. Here's the solution. And again, here's the solution yeah. and nothing has mm-hmm. changed. So it gets to a certain, you're smiling like you're experiencing the same exact thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So here's <laughs> the, <I> so <laughs> here's the actual solution. The actual solution and it's going to feel uncomfortable is to set the boundary of no longer wanting to discuss it with them because yeah. I have done this with them on my mom on two, two topics, my dad on one topic. And 
they have made more progress in understanding what's happening since me setting that boundary between them. They have found mm-hmm. more answers on their own. They have understood it at a deeper level. They've actually found the answers to those problems just by me saying, I'm no longer talking about this with you. I've given you the yeah. solutions and it's crazy. It like, it almost puts them, I don't know if it's like, if me engaging with it was some sort of like, the, I, go ahead, go for it. You're, I, yeah. You got no, something no, no. to say. I mean, go this, for is, it. this is hitting the nail on the head with that law of assumption. Everyone is you pushed out thing because a huge thing is to, is to when we try to take action in the physical and say, no, this is the solution and try to force something on somebody, it will not work. But then if we do it and then we assume and if we say, okay, okay, fine. And then just take a step back and then assume in your brain and say, they're going to figure it out. They're, they're going to figure it out. It's fine. Then the shift happens. Like it's, 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 I think the lesson is for right now, a lot of us not having to play around in the physical world as much and be like, this is it, this is it, you know, and just like assuming that somebody is going to work it out. And then that is actually the more effective aspect, kind of related to path of least resistance, kind of related to trying to build your Instagram following. It's like just knowing and having holding the good energy and then not trying to do it out of like actionable force. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, out of like fear or lower vibrations. Yeah. Right? Because. Yeah. Or in general, just like speaking and just trying to like convince somebody else or like being like, no, 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 like this is it though. And it's like, that's what, of course, like my parents, like I'll be like, no, but it's, it's so, how can you not see this? And they'll be like, what? And then they'll go back into their fear state and be like, no, but you have to be working this job and um. da, 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 da. And I'm like, and now it's like, yeah, exactly. I just don't engage in it anymore. And now they're beginning to, again, yeah, maybe they will listen to this, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> maybe now they're like beginning to chill out and being like, oh, no, okay. Actually, I see where you're coming from. I see that you're actually working towards something really great. And we like are going to be more relaxed about like how you're approaching life and everything. So, yeah, yeah I Sorry, mean, I kind of interrupted. No, you. that was, no, that was solid because I know that, you know, my parents, especially like that generation, that time frame, uh, is, you know, more prone to those fear. They want the best for their kid. They were grown. They yeah. grew up in this cultural mindset about higher education, about mm-hmm. needing to fit the status quo and make a living. And I believe that I kind of hit a point in my life where I don't know if we discussed this, you know, computer engineer, I lived 30 seconds from two beaches beautiful weather, beautiful women. I had everything. I was in San Diego, California, mm-hmm. had everything. I quote unquote won the societal game of life. I, yeah. you know, no debt, everything done, checked off. Like what next? You know, my brain became like this, what next mentality and my job, it, it's a blessing now, but at the time they were just, it was not great communication. They were not promoting me. And I was like in a very dense and tight area in my life. And I'm so thankful for it because I hit this point of just like realizing I needed to quit and move on. And to your point though, like my parents were very supportive and I, and I think that they saw the shift happening within me and that was what got them to be like, okay, Clayton knows what he's doing. He's figuring it out. He won the societal game of life. Like worst case scenario, I can always go back to being a software engineer. That job will be here for the next thousand years at least. Um, Mm -hmm. So 
you know, I, and so I think, you know, what you might be seeing is that same thing is where you're actually starting to embody that, that energy of like confidence and assurance. And it has that trickle effect then back onto your parents where you're like, guys, I got this. And so when you're yeah. able to say that from a vi- vibrational signature of like confidence and truly believing in it, that's whenever your parents can take that step back and be like, oh, okay. She like, she knows she, okay, yeah. we, we got you. And it even goes to yeah. what we were talking about with um, these things that they bring up and like setting that boundary. Like, look, I've given you the answer. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It makes them realize there's not much more to talk about. So the ball's now in their court if they want to fix it and move on or if they just yeah. want to stay in that energy. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's so true. I think, as you said before, too, it's like uh, with doing like creative stuff and like chasing after my goals of like running my own business and wanting to work for myself because, well, I, I know now it's like I do not want to work under another person. My my soul does not like that. I don't like that. Not alone. I've learned not it alone many that times. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't like to work for another person. Um, I do find that I'm very a, – a, I love to socialize. I love other people. I, I'm very extroverted, but like I really don't like to have anybody telling me what to do. So I feel like, you know, with this journey now, it's like, okay, obviously it's going to be a little more unstable and like month to month. It's like, ah, you know, because you, you're doing it for yourself. I have to hold myself to disciplinary actions every day of like, okay, I'm going to make this and then make this and then make that. Like I have to be my own boss or as well as you, like as well as any creator and where a lot of people are heading. But I think that it's like you, you also can have the thought like, okay, I can always fall back not fall back, but like I could always go back to that stable thing where I was working the, maybe not even nine to five, like maybe it's like a half work from home, half go, but still working under somebody feeling time pressured, feeling kind of like, like, you know, just a feeling of somebody jumping down your throat, being on Zoom or chat all the time, needing to be like always on as opposed to being like, okay, well, yes, I can go back to that and make the proper amount of money and do this and that and have the, you know, cookie cutter thing. But it's like, I kind of want to take this new direction and I'm just going to go with that. And I feel like, I feel like as a college educated person, I'm very lucky as well to have that thought and be like, oh, I could just jump back because I have, I have a good resume and everything. But it's like, you know, as well it's it's a very ballsy and i think always rewarded thing for you to take the path less traveled like for anybody listening to i think it's like if you're if you're considering like doing something that's out of the out of the ordinary or something or doesn't feel like on the path to you usually i feel like everyone can see like the biggest blessings come when you choose to take the path less traveled cuz it's like the universe then steps in and it's like, okay, I'm going to help you now. Cause like, you're like, you're take you're ballsy. Like I see you. Do you know what I mean? I kind of like to think of it like that. It's like anybody taking, like just going out of the comfort zone, the, the universe is like, okay, I'm going to help you now. Cause you're just, or the, well, we're always supported no matter what you're doing. So don't take that in the wrong way. But like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite analogy is like with skydiving. It's that you can't open up your parachute mm. while you're still in the plane. So yeah, you got to take that jump. You got to take that leap of faith on the universe. 
And when yeah. the time is right, you might be hurling through the air at a thousand miles an hour for a couple seconds, maybe a minute. But then when the time's mm-hmm. right, you know, you, the shoe will open and it needs to, it'll save you, it'll protect you. You'll be good. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think that's something that if we go back to the vibrational signature of people, myself included, yeah. you know, you're, you're so ingrained to a certain way of thinking, a, a certain way of doing mm-hmm. that you don't really, it feels uncomfortable right? It's like, it feels weird to get to this place of more peace, more prosperity or higher alignment because it's uncomfortable and different than what you were feeling for majority of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's like, um, with the fear mongering and the fear base, like it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thought, but like sometimes people just l- since that's a, the comfortable way to feel, people prefer to feel f- ongoing fear than taking the little step into the unknown to then feel like love and joy. You know, it's like even even I feel like when I a little bit when I was in that stage um, and I'm not perfect at all still with this stuff, but like engaging more in like weird eating habits, uh, you know, or like imbalance, like ways of going out too much or drugs and everything like that it was like during that time when it was like extreme I kind of loved that I loved like a little bit or a part of me was like "Ooh, this feels normal but like and it's fearful but I'm in this state of fight or flight and I'm kind of addicted to it like I kind of Mm. you know addicted to this kind of fight or flight feeling but then it's like at a point you realize okay no matter you know how many peaks you get like it's just it's not gonna end well it's not gonna end well if you're consistently addicted to that high or that you know stress or like yeah right it it helps to bring the body back into balance or more alignment and so is there to wrap this back to qigong a little bit do you ever find yourself in that fight or flight the parasympathetic nervous system activation I think I pulled that off. I think that was the right way to pronounce it. That was uh, correct. Yeah. <laughs> that was good? Okay, cool. I always try to stay away from that phrase because I, <laughs> I never like my mind with like long words, it tends to get a little weird. Uh, yeah. But when you notice that activation, is there a certain Qigong practice you do to kind of calm down your nervous system to bring it to that higher state of alignment? Yeah. So I think that, um, with yoga, qigong, and meditation, like breath work is one of the biggest factors. So for me, and w- you know, relating back to my asthma too, it was like I didn't, I wasn't breathing correctly, and we all need to be breathing into the belly. And so that I think just taking a moment to like sit and breathe into your belly, in like you know, feeling it like inflate, deflate like a balloon. Like that's how I like to think of it. Just and really grounding yourself with your breath is probably the like in my opinion, the most effective thing for any type of fight or flight, breath work and grounding. But I think with Qigong to like incorporating some movements to when you can, maybe after some breath work either. Well, because a big part of Qigong too is imagination. Sorry. Um, imagination is a big <laughs> part of Qigong. Um, yeah, literally right on time. Um, but Uh, a big thing is imagination and imagining like a, say a pure white light, you know, that's how I like to imagine my chi, um, or people usually use the thing of a a light, but maybe if you connect more Mm. with water, you can imagine it as water pouring over your body or in your body or in your heart space or in a specific place that you want to focus on in your Qigong practice. I think 
using the breathwork, but also using that imagination to in your hands if you want to, but imagining that light or that thing that you feel connected to, that you feel kind of resonates with who you really are, like kind of rinsing over you. And I did this for you, I think the other day, just that kind of like the chi shower, I call it, or it's also Mm. called lift up, pour down. Um, And it's just lifting up that energy and then using your connection with your own energy to kind of like rinse your body clear of any anxiety, any worry, any, um, yeah, any shock factor. And then also it's simultaneously grounding your energy. So, cause it's like kind of pushing it mm. down, pushing all the craziness, the heat, cause a lot of it is rising heat as well. Like if you're feeling anger, it's heat in the liver rising up to your higher chakras and making you feel like really out of body, depersonalization, anxiety, all that, you know, that's stuff rising. And, and so you want to ground it back down so you can feel like settled again, you know? Gotcha. Um, yeah. And, and for anyone that's yeah. listening and wasn't a part of that, uh, the chi shower, correct me if I'm wrong, Emily, yeah. uh, but you basically take your hands and you put it like basically above your head and then you just mm-hmm. slowly kind of with your eyes closed, track them down, pushing your yeah. energy down towards the bottom. And once your hands hit the bottom, you kind of circle them back out and breathe in and then you breathe out as you push them down again and just repeat this motion several times. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Um, that's exactly it. And, and with, I mean, it's kind of practice in yoga too. It's like, if you're reaching your hands up in a, um, a seated position, seated posture, as you're closing your practice into like namaste, you kind of mm. bring your hands together in prayer position, but you're still lifting your hands over your head and bringing them down. So it's like taking all the energy that's risen, that's going crazy up there and centering it down and like just grounding it, you know? Super cool. So have you yeah. learned like a bunch of different, I guess I'm kind of curious about this because it seems like majority of Qigong to me would just be clearing energy. So the practice of learning Qigong, let me back up a little. So like that shower thing, it seems like it would be mm. like great for any situation to rid yourself of energy, to calm yourself down. I mean, are there like different Qigong practices you should do for different things in different situations? How does that work out? Um, definitely. As I said before, like there are over 360 types of Qigong. And it's like, I think that people are still adding to the types, like just like, you know, going, I don't know, masters in China, like are probably adding on to different like formations and stuff. And, and, um, formats are always being shifted to and different movements are always being shifted and tweaked a little bit and changed. But, um, I think that, with again as i said before with what i try to put on tiktok there are those more like kind of basic simplistic moves that are really good for just day-to-day like doing them when you feel like you're stressed even doing them if you're at a nine to five doing them at your desk you know and like just doing them to calm down um where you barely even need to stand like it's just like a small tiny movement Mm. um but there are also different forms of qigong that are if if you want to put in more time, which I highly recommend because when I was trained, um, I did like a 200 hour, but like I was trained in these two more specific sequences, which are called 12 rivers Qigong and between heaven and earth. 
And they are both like very specific movements that you do in a series. Mm -hmm. And you have like you really concentrate on each detail. And my master, John Monroe, who's amazing. He's a guy from New Zealand. He was like very particular and very good at explaining, but very particular with each of the little, you know, tips of the fingers against the thumb and you need to face your like it all the little details really do make that much of a difference too and when you're breathing in when you're breathing out um and 12 rivers too is really cool that's like one of the more intricate ones i know just because each movement is based on a different meridian channel in the body and a different each meridian channel is related with a specific organ and a specific organ is related to a specific emotion. So it's like this crazy roadmap of like, mm. if you're feeling the specific way, you can use this specific thing to work with the, the liver channel and in turn shift anger, which is the liver, into the positive aspect of the liver, which is compassion and kindness. So it's like working with like flipping those energies with those specific movements, which I think is really cool. That is really cool. So it's yeah. So I think that right at the at the end there was like the kind of the answer I was looking for, which is you can use certain. Now you were saying that there's like 364 qigong practices. When you say that, th- are those like the yeah. specific types of movements, or is it like qigong's the higher layer that breaks down into 364, and then those break down even more to other movements or is it 364 movements again it's not as structured as that i don't think it's kind of more like you know it's again it's 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 quite like i like to think of it too it's like the whole thing is very fluid and like flowy so i think that it's not like oh this specific things but then other people i i i i speak carefully about the subject too because i don't want to like offend any qigong practice or any person who's been doing it for years and years and years you know like i am always picking up on criticism and and responding to it in the hopefully correct way because i don't want to insult anyone or anything like that but i think that with these things since there are so many types it's like as i said tai chi is actually a form of qigong but then there are forms of tai chi but then 12 rivers is a form of qigong but it's just a specific sequence you know Mm. so it really is kind of like all over the shop um in the best way (laughs) but yeah I'm trying yeah. to trying to over masculinize it and give it some structure and <laughs> figure it out from that point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't just be flown everywhere. Got to have a container for it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We need the masculinity too. And again, as I'm, I'm sure anyone who's listening to this is like, I want to delve deeper into this qigong um, journey. You know, I'm sure maybe somebody will find something more about that. With my discovery so far, I've been more focused on like just other other aspects of it and haven't delved as deeply into how like the specific specifics of what each structure is. Um, but like yoga too, it's like I think for everybody, it's your your personal practice. So it's like you can utilize what movements in the way that you want them to. And I like to make my videos and on my membership too and stuff. Like I like to do it so it's a sequence that is, is going toward a specific goal, but you don't always need to use it for that specific goal. Like I'll make like Qigong for sleep or Qigong for contentment or joy or whatever. But for somebody else, it could bring up like an entirely different reaction or, you know, response and sensation. So, yeah. So 
So you were saying that you weren't focusing as much on the structure of the Qigong. What is the areas of Qigong that you are more passionate about and you are looking into more deeply? Um, I just think how it can be, or right now my main focus is how it can be utilized in our daily lives, just because I feel like I'm trying to, with TikTok or with social media, I'm trying to make it more mainstream. And I know that some people are not going to like that. I already have gotten some backlash with that. Really? Just little things like a comment or two being like, who do you think you are? An American girl who's taking this ancient oh, practice. Oh, gosh. Like, okay, you know, hold on. Hold on. It, no, no. First of all, people take that too far sometimes. First of it's all, like, fuck, fuck all that. Because here's the deal. Yeah. It comes from this idea of, uh, cultural appropriation because the the video one of the videos that i posted i posted in two places it went viral on youtube and on instagram and it was about me standing in front of this gateway of the gods which is a stargate in puno uh, peru and Mm -hmm. so i started telling like the legend of like what they believed in uh you know the whole culture thing and the idea is is like you know you can't talk about other people's culture and here's the deal that's complete bullshit because if we take a step back it becomes from this ego identification place, this this idea yeah. of ego. And I can tell I'm getting a little riled up here, so let me calm myself down a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> some Qigong. It's some Qigong. <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's fascinating because it comes from this place of ego identification with a certain cultural yeah. or belief system. And it's a purely egoic-based idea. At the end of the day, yeah. like if you want to talk about, you can talk about whatever you want. It's like people talk about Americans, so you'll talk about this. And the only way we're going to come to a more inclusive place is if we get rid of these ideas, these barriers, these lines between us of saying, I can't talk about like Britain. Like no one would get mad if I talked about Britain's culture. And it's probably because like mm-hmm. I'm white and they're white. And so we still have these mental barriers that we put in our head around who can talk yeah. about what and all these different things. So before you went deeper, I just wanted to, you know, instill in you that, you know, I say, screw all that. You're allowed to be white and talk about Japanese culture because in a past life, yeah, I, I would be, or Chinese culture in a past life, you were probably at least Japanese. So, you know, yeah. I, I, to me, I think it's a ridiculous notion, this idea of cultural appropriation. So I, I just wanted to put that out there before I, and sorry, go ahead with your story. No, I I agree though, and I think it's all a balance because I it's it is a, with a lot of things going on in, in society today. I totally see like why people react the way they do, and and in circumstances where it's like people have been oppressed for years and years, and it is a necessary thing to to speak up about something. But in my like in my eyes, it is simply if you want to talk about a culture that you are interested in, if you are respecting it. And if you are staying open-minded to critique, you know, and being like, I don't know, I'm not saying this is how it should be or, oh, I'm like not utilizing it for your own benefit, but simply just talking about that culture because you are interested in it or you enjoy it or you think it's beautiful or you think it's fascinating. That is not appropriation. And where, Like in other senses, I kind of get some things, you know, like dressing up. I don't know. Like what? I don't even want to use an example because it gets so touchy. But here's where it's weird. Here's where it's weird is the people from Peru, like, oh, I'm Peruvian. This is so cool to hear people talking about this. Oh, I'm, you know, I've, grown up as an Indian. This is so cool to talk about. 
and I can't really yeah. speak to all the other people, but I assume they're people that are not happy with their life. And so then they go out and try to make up false, you know, false problems, problems that don't exist. And they try to make problems out of it. Yeah. I feel like that's where yeah, it comes from Yeah, I just like well. fight anyone who speaks about their culture anywhere. And it's yeah. like, really? I like, saw a video. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing <laughs> There's that? There's a guy on YouTube and he's done this a couple times where he's dressed up like a Mexican. And the one that I first saw was like, as like uh, in like the Chinese garb, like the silk and like a Chinese, mm-hmm. like kind of hat. And he was going up on a college campus and he's like, yo, do you like my outfit? And, you know, pretty much every college kid was like, you're appropriating their culture. Like that's basically racist. Yeah. And then he would go and walk yeah. through like downtown Chinatown and every single person there who he asked if they liked his outfit, they're like, oh yeah, I love it. Like, it's so cool. Like he was making girls yeah, blush because they were wearing his culture. Yeah. Like the, it's, it's, yeah. it's a made up, it's like this weird made up egotistical this weird idea that people have ingrained to, for like the superior high ground yeah. or something. I don't know. But this is, this is where this, this is also, this is a very interesting subject as well. I, I touched on a tro- astrology before too. You might be like, how are these aligned? But if we're creating our b- reality with our beliefs, right? If our beliefs are just our beliefs and we're literally basically making everything up, like as we go, oh, we all are kind of like even from beginning of culture, how did culture start? How did a tradition start? People made it up, like, you know, it's whatever. So if people hide behind these things that are like accepted, like, oh, that's cultural appropriation or, you know, and again, who? So maybe it could be valid. It is valid in some situations, but astrology too, maybe it's valid in some situations, but people then hide behind these layers of, and mental health stuff too. It's interesting. People will be like, I am an anxiously attached, avoidant, misdemeanor, <laughs> like something crazy. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like literally I just like laughed at this video the other day because he was like, if you, if the guy you like is ignoring you, you are anxiously avoiding attachment. Da, 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 da. I'm like, what? Like that's going to lead me down a rabbit hole of insecurities. No. And then it's like astrology or cultural appropriation too. It's like, okay, so can I only talk, only talk about one thing in my life? And then with astrology, it's like, oh, so since I'm an Aries, does that mean I have to be extremely angry and hot headed and impulsive at all times? Or I'm not really an Aries. Like what? Like it just, all of it is like complete BS to be honest. Like a lot of it, especially too on TikTok and why we should be careful about what we're consuming and the energy we're taking in is because each person's video is a belief. So my belief, even my video, I'm not saying everything I say is correct. I'm not owning that at all because I don't think anything is correct for one person. Not, you know, it's, but in general, it's like if you're scrolling through TikTok, and you're not being mindful. I've I, this is a big thing for me too. I'm like I'm taking ten minutes in the middle of the day on TikTok scrolling, and that's really it. Because I think if you're it, just being careful about the content you're taking in, because if you're scrolling through and you're seeing all these things, you're anxiously attached, avoidant, da da da, and you have issues, and you should probably figure them out. It's like, well, I was feeling fine two seconds ago, so why'd you tell me this yeah. would make me feel like absolute crap? And then it's like, oh well, you know, if if the guy you like is a, like I don't know Aries, then you shouldn't be with all these things that are like make absolutely nonsensical. But it's like if you're scrolling through, your mind is so easily impressionable. You're like, oh well, if this person is saying this, they're an astrologer and they seem to know what they're talking about, so I should probably internalize. Well, especially this now, if you're, you know? you're getting these constant hits of dopamine as you're watching yeah. this stuff, and so that will trigger your attention. Like, okay, next thing. All right, mm. you like it's trained for dopamine, so then you just imprint yeah. that. 
It's a great point. Yeah. It's a great point to pay attention to yeah. what you're actually watching because whether you're subconscious mm-hmm. or not, at some level you kind of take that in. And it's really fascinating yeah. with like the relationship example because I was actually thinking about bringing this up earlier, but there's a very common theme that I keep seeing on TikTok and it's starting to anger me, which I, so yeah, I think there's another thing though too. Are you an Aries? Cause you said it the way you said it. I'm an Aries. Okay. Yes. I am too. <laughs> but I picked it up. I, okay. I'm an Aries, but I'm a cancer, whatever. I'm, I mean, all of it is BS. You don't I don't even shit. care. You I don't don't care. Care. I'm not going to go into it. No, it's all made up. It is all like constructs. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> anyway well it's interesting i feel like it's a uh a thing to help you transcend like i always remember it, it's also the power of suggestion right like where mm. it's like if this is happening insert common thing that occurs in almost everybody's life then this is what it means because that first piece gets you to relate with it if you were before yeah bur- born between this date and this date insert common thing then your propensity for this to happen is higher in chance um yeah. Not sure where I land on the whole astrology thing. There's a whole bunch of different things that have actually seemed to line up, but who knows where I was going with this was like this idea of like, I don't know if I really want to get into it. I don't even know how to really describe it anymore. There's a whole lot of videos that are seemingly going viral on TikTok that relate to guys being it's interesting. Usually it's set up the way that the question is usually set up is with girls proposing that guys need to be more sensitive and guys yeah. will report back saying that's bullshit. Like girls don't want that. Girls can't handle guy problems. And it's interesting because what I actually think I've actually recently come to, and I, maybe I, I don't know if I really want to get down this rabbit hole, like with actually creating content according to this. But what it seems to me is that there's a huge communication gap in this in this conversation. And what it seems like is girls say guys need to be more sensitive, but then whenever guys hear that, they believe that it means that they need to complain. They need to complain about how bad their life is and all this stuff. And I, and I hear it. And every time I hear these TikToks that are viral, I'm just like, you guys are missing the picture. Like, and I don't, it's, it's so fascinating too, because it doesn't seem like either side of the aisle girl or guy picks up on this miscommunication that gets laid out. Um, so I'm curious, maybe just cause you're a girl, what your perspective is on, uh, what it means to be sensitive as a guy and this common theme that seems to keep coming up on TikTok with guys in this manner. Okay. Well, I'm so glad you hit on this cause it's one of my favorite topics at the moment. Sweet. Um, <laughs> that's why I was getting pumped to ask it earlier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, genuinely like the toxicity with dating culture now it's insane it's crazy and i feel like girls are saying okay it's okay number one we're creating our reality right but we're we're how people are showing up for us how we believe and feel about ourselves so if if i am feeling confident in myself if my story this is actually what i've been looking into and how it works because it makes sense if you're saying oh i've always been good in relationships like i i you know my story is that relationships work out for me or whatever then it's like usually relationships will go pretty well for you and you'll you won't have this thing with like anxiety or toxicity or trying to um control somebody else in a relationship and i've had to learn this the hard way i was really like that 
for a while, like really anxiously attached and trying to control somebody else in a way out of my own insecurity, you know, but it's now that has been taken to another level where people are using, again, these labels, toxicity, masculine, feminine, what you should or what you shouldn't do, red flags, like these little keywords, Mm. I guess, that are like searches, whatever. They are using them to the absolute furthest extent where it's like, okay, now everything is a red flag. Now men apparently don't have emotions and aren't real people at all. Now women should not take any action and completely just be feminine and drop back and not do anything at all. Women are, if we want gender equality, women should be able to reach out when they want to. And men should also reach out when they want to. And it should be a, it should be an equal thing. Like it's just so crazy and it it messes with your head. And no wonder everybody is so quote unquote anxiously attached now because every new person you start talking to, you're thinking, well, if they didn't text me back within an hour, that means they hate me. Or if they responded in this way, that means this, this means that. And it's like, I love this trend too that's going around. It's like a viral video and it's somebody texting, like a guy texting a girl or even like somebody texting somebody else, right? Just like texting conversation in general. And somebody's like, looking from one perspective and they're like, oh, I'm just going to text him. Hey, what's up? And then the girl responds, have you seen this? Like, I'll just explain Maybe. it. Just, yeah, go for it. But, but the other girl will respond. They'll be like, they said, hey, what's up? That's so rude and insensitive. They're so, they don't care about me. Whatever. I'm just going to respond and say nothing. And then the guy is like, oh yeah, cool, nothing. And then the guy responds. He's like, oh, so do you want to chill tonight? And they'll be like, they asked me to chill. Like, why aren't they buying me flowers and at my door? Like, what? It's just like so funny now because I'm like, now that I've been more mindful about the TikTok stuff, I'm scrolling. Even with this femininity stuff that's like, oh, you need to drop back and be feminine and allow the guy to take charge because then they won't like you. It's like, well, are you just telling me to be one side of myself? Like, are you only telling me to be completely receptive and not take any action when I feel like I want to? It's just like so skewed. Like, and I don't, and I don't know exactly what you're hitting on with the men, like not having mm. emotions or being too emotional, but like the cut and dry is we're all human. We're all human. So like it doesn't like I think that sometimes men, you know, like evolutionarily, like it's different with like they're the hunters and gatherers and the women are the one who take care of the babies. But it's like it's 2022. We're not that much like that anymore. And maybe there are differences. But it's like if you're consistently a, a dating coach on TikTok and driving these things instead of just empowering people. And now what I listen to is like, you you create your own reality, you choose. And a lot of it is just a reflection about how you feel about yourself. So if you feel worthy and confident, relationships are probably going to start going well for you, which is the truth. But then if you're listening to all these dating coaches, well, this specific example, and mm-hmm. I even now, like sometimes I'll be scrolling and I'll, that'll trigger something because it'll be like something that happened to me in the past and it will make me feel horrible. And then vibrationally, if you're feeling horrible about that thing, you are literally recreating that energetic scenario, therefore recreating that pattern in your dating life. Like I just, I could go on about this. Uh, It's, it's, it's so true. And I really see it as, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. We create our own reality. And if you're living 
Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. You kind of missed the question, but I, <laughs> you might not be seeing. Sorry, what I, see. I no, keep it's okay. doing that, don't no, I? <laughs> no, 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 it's okay though. In this situation, it's only okay in this situation. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, but the point though is right. Is like, what reality do you want to live in? Do you want to live in a reality where, you know, like, like we're all creating our own reality. So if you're going to come up yeah. and say like, you know, women can't do this and men can only do that or, you know, making mm-hmm. those drastic divisions in your head about what each gender needs to do, then I guess yeah. that's just going to be the world that you occupy. occupy. That's going to be the reality and yeah. the landscape that you see everywhere you go. And it's just this self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy that's going to make you double down on your reality. The question becomes, yeah. is that for your highest self? Is that the energy or the world that you want to be a part of is that yeah. what you want to be embodied and who you want to be around with. And yeah. I guess the question, I mean, all I would propose, I guess, to those people at this point is you get to decide, like, if that's the world you want to mm-hmm. align with, then that's the world that you are going to experience. Yeah. If that's fun for you, like if you enjoy to have toxicity and really, or, you know, he even knows what toxicity is now because everybody labels everything, but like, still it's, it, it is truly, the essence of everything is you have your own limiting beliefs and barriers that you have created in your mind. And if you've created those in your mind, then that's how you're going to see the world. And that's like the book I'm reading now. Again, I'll get the name out, but um, it's it's just talking about our paradigms. We create paradigms and belief systems within our mind. And that is how we we experience the world. So it's, it is just simply taking charge of your own paradigms and being like, okay, yeah, sure. I want to believe that um all men are terrible and horrible and mean but that's not true like obviously not well you run into a big issue if you're also attracted to men and you keep telling yourself that that's what they are you you know what i mean like you run into an issue there you're really putting yourself in a box there like just and i was doing that for so long you know like but it's hard because it's it's drilled into you. And it's been, even in college and stuff, like I was around fraternities all the time and sure. drilled into the fraternity brothers was you need to be this way. You need to be mean to girls and just like sleep around with as many people as you can and then leave them on red. Like that's all you should do. That makes you a man. Like that's what they're told in fraternities. And then it's like, okay, well then the girls are seeing this. And so I have been deprogramming or reprogramming, I mean, from that, like with now I see in my relationships, like it's like I actually want to make things work now. And I I'm, I crave stability and health in a relationship as we all do eventually. But it's like I'm seeing how my paradigm of viewing men in that way made me react to situations where now I look back and I'm like, that guy didn't do anything. That was your head. That was in your mind. Like you were thinking that they were doing that. He he was great. Like he wasn't doing anything wrong. You know, it was all my perception of it. So it's pretty wild. Crazy. No, it's, it's so crazy. Yeah. And I mean, good on you because that's, that's really where it like starts to unfold in my opinion is once you're able to actually realize the reality that you do want to align with, it does get weird once you get into that reality because it will feel weird for a bit yeah you're like oh what is this frequency and then you kind of have to be like oh wait this is what i yeah. asked for <laughs> like yeah so yeah, it does take a yeah. Sec there. exactly that's that's like a, a video i saw recently it was like finally choosing health and stability in romantic relationships and then realizing that it's actually very boring or something <laughs> like just a funny thing and somebody's sitting there and being like 
wait, aren't we supposed to fight right now? Or like, aren't we supposed to like be jealous of each other right now? Or aren't you supposed to not be texting me back? And it's like, oh no, that's not supposed to happen in this reality. I remember a while ago, I saw a video of a girl who uh, had to be like a TikTok or something short, but it was a long time ago. It was something along the lines of her being like, you know, everyone's complaining about being in unhealthy relationships, but have you ever tried being in a healthy relationship? Like he wants me to communicate. Yeah. He like actually like expect or what was it? He actually wants me to talk about things. Like he actually wants to spend time with yeah. me. Like it just goes down this whole list yeah. of like healthy shit. And she's like, it's fucking draining. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. And that's it's also too like with our with the ba- stemming back to the balancing and the energy and like it's all it's all kind of or I like it's like life is like a playground and we're gonna learn these things. But it's like you have to with qigong too that's like something that it's taught me it's to take life less seriously because mm. like you feel lighter when you practice qigong you feel that expanded sense of joy and childlike playfulness and then it's like you can go into life being like okay this was traumatic or this was intense or this was heavy but like i'm just trying stuff out you know like i'm just testing the waters like i'm building sand castles and breaking them down like well, what and does Lil Wayne say, "Life is a beach. I'm just playing in the sand." Hell yeah, you know? hell yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's the way to look at it. And unfortunately, I know yeah. for myself in college, I got myself into some situations where maybe even a little bit after college of just like testing stuff. Like, does this work? Like, I heard this online. Like, does this yeah. work? And some things got me into trouble because I was not in tune with my intuition of what felt yeah. right. And instead, it was like, "Oh, I read this online. Let me try it out." As opposed to, "Okay, I read this online." Let me listen to my internal guide. No, that feels wrong. Yeah. Don't do it. You know what I mean? And so yeah. this really kind of comes back to what you were saying with the TikTok thing, where you see all this stuff online. Somebody resonates with a scenario and then gives you terrible advice. But because they mm-hmm. resonated with your scenario, you want to believe it. What I've been doing is is after seeing that stuff, thinking to myself, is that what I want to embody? And then yeah. consciously making the decision to say out loud, like cancel or accept or reject or accept. And literally the exact same method. I yeah. Use, yes. Sick. Yeah. Sick. Uh-huh. So do you yeah. do that like from an energetic perspective with Qigong or do you just, you just like verbally verbalize that as well? Well, I do it mentally and energetically now. It's so I, I was doing when I was learning about law of assumption, it would be like, I like either accept or reject. Like if it's like after a scroll, after a good scroll or after an interaction with somebody, it's like, okay, Mm. accept that. Does that align with me feeling good? Or do I want to reject that? Because the more I mull that over in my head, it makes me feel worse and worse. You know, so I, I, we have the conscious choices, conscious creators to reject something that we don't want to experience. Right. Like to literally just not think about it. Um, but then the energetic part too is either, you know, doing some of those practices where you scoop thoughts out of your head or I love cord cutting, like and just imagining you attached to a string, attached to something and just literally using your little finger scissors and being like, you know what, Shh, cut, that's gone. And then you feel energetically that release or like, yeah, just using any sort of qigong or any sort of like energy thing to like push it away, just like get it out. Because another big part of Qigong is your energy field. It's We have a physical um, f- field, uh, emotional field, and a mental field. But all of them, like, play the same part in our aura. You know, and our aura extends, like, five, me- six meters from our center, I think. So it's, like, you can actively, like, 
push that out of your energy field. And that's why the chi shower is good too, because it's cleansing not only your physical body, but your energy field. Like you're picking up mm. energy and 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 scooping away. Again, that's why imagination and imagining the, that light or whatever is so good because you're literally scooping it away and then like brushing it out and getting rid of it. So Hell yeah. yeah. So would you say that's probably the chi shower might be the best qigong thing to do i mean i just uh use it a lot because it's like just really powerful and i think you can if you're new to qigong too like sometimes if you're not as connected or uh, familiar with the feeling of your energy you know we all know what emotion feels like and that is you feeling your energy but like being really in touch with like your internal body or i think eckhart told like calls it the he just calls it your inner body, like that feeling of like the inner essence, you know, that when you get more into meditation and stuff, you can really start to feel. Um, if you're not as familiar with that, I think the chi shower is a really good way to feel the the pressure between your palms, which is like your palms and the soles of your feet are your biggest conductors of energy. So you can feel a lot from those areas. So if you use that and hover them over your body then you can really feel that vibrational pressure between your hand and your body so mm. th i feel like then when people do the chi shower they're like whoa i felt something and then i'm like oh yeah well, okay that's great so then that's also inside of you and that's also all around you so you gotta now you know like be expand be more... the awareness yeah 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 exactly yeah that's awesome I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. something I have to do more frequently myself. Yeah, I remember it's it's great. It's all it's a, a great way to um like whether you're doing it energetically or mentally. It's like since as I said, it's the physical, emotional, and mental layer of our aura. It's like that's why it's so over encompassing to energy work. Our our, our thoughts are energy, right? Mm. So qigong can, is a, a lot of mental practice too. Like it's all. It's mental, physical, and emotional practice. So all of them, all in one. Yeah. Yes, precisely. You were talking about earlier that when you read books, you just see like what comes into your peripheral, and then you read that, and then you move on to the next. So I'm curious, what book are you reading right now, or like, has there been a new book that's been introduced to you recently? Yeah. So I, oh, I literally have it on my bed. Oh, it's a business one you're talking to... about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go grab yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a business. It. Wait, hold on, hold on. I just wanna. Yeah, do your thing. Oh, that's gonna make a funky noise though. That's why I'm nervous. Uh, we're good so far. That's fine. We're good so far. Yeah, we're good. A little intermission with Emily, guys. Hope you guys are enjoying the uh, conversation. If you're new, go check out episode 46 because we do talk about toxicity and toxic energies which i might bring up to her in a second we'll see where the conversation goes all right she's back oh now it's on now that vibrating happened yeah. okay here we go i know how to fix it i think uh is it like the cords like jiggled or something yeah sorry anyone listening right now i'm just gonna have to hold it again it's fine all right so the book is the seven the seven habits of highly effective people uh. by Stephen R. Covey, um, and yeah, so it's very like business based, or I mean, it's it's actually really not. It's like 
he structures it in a business way and he he writes things in a way that it's like more catered to people that are using more like business terms I guess termination but like or terminology um but it's it's very spiritual you know like the actual things that he's teaching are is very spiritual and like all about energy and all about your thought patterns and everything so it's really good and another one too that I recently read which you can just download for free as a pdf um is I think it's just the power of the subconscious mind I think that's what it's called um and it's by I forget the author, um, but it, it it talks about maybe Joseph Murphy. I think that might be his name, um, but it talks about Sounds like familiar. kind of law of assumption based things where it's like the power, the true power that our thoughts have. Interesting. Um, and Neville Goddard books as well, which I haven't read yet, but I've been listening to his lectures for like the past three months. So yeah, for Neville, for Neville feeling is the secret and the law and the promise are the two that I've read. So two thumbs up yeah. on those but isn't that yeah. interesting i find that interesting how you bring up how the book is about business but then the underlying principles are actually more of a spiritual context have you this is mm-hmm. that's something i've noticed have you noticed that in other books that you've read where you maybe the beginning of it's all about business or all about relationships and then at the end they start yeah. getting to a point that it's like spiritual in a sense Yeah. I mean, I just think, I just think in the reality of it, spirituality is the basis of all things, right? I feel like I like to think of it like the, like you get the layers, but the basis, it all comes down to the energy and the spirituality Mm. because that's what forms the thoughts and forms the actions and forms the feelings and forms the habits. Like even what's that book about habits that everybody, Atomic Habits is like a huge hot topic book right now. And I feel like that just comes down to, okay, yeah, that's, what your your thoughts that's basically just like spiritually your thoughts and what you're thinking on a daily basis like that's what it comes down to so whether it's whatever words it's said in whether it's more general not general you know but like just words that are more used on a day-to-day basis as i said with confidence too like confidence is actually your spiritual power like it's, it's it's not just like this term it's like actually you tapping into like your god essence i don't know people get touchy about that word too but like you know your your source your your consciousness essence <laughs> no um, yeah i, I yeah. know what you're talking about that's cool yeah yeah no it's it's an interesting point right is that spirituality is almost at the bottom of that onion and then we put all these layers on top of it whether it's you know male you know certain age what your objectives are in life uh trying to create a business and then the process yeah. of actually creating that and hell you could even say with if you're trying to create a following on instagram because if i were to write a course it would be <laughs> majority of the shit that we've talked about in this call already maybe a little other things yeah but you really got to start it at that outer layer of the onion and i guess a great book tries to find a way to penetrate down into the onion using that that surface level layer or egotistical desire maybe it's not egotistical in some situations but this outer world experience and then it back engineers it in a reverse direction into the spiritual world yeah yeah exactly and i think um i have a little like inkling i feel like a lot of the writers know 
that that there that the main approach is spiritual like even this guy writing this book now I can tell him like I know he is like deeply spiritual like I just I just you can tell but the way he's trying to describe it is still in terms that are like maybe a little more comfortable for people um or maybe a little more comfortable for people that are trying to create their own business or like really into stats and numbers and I don't know like and that stuff is extremely important as well like our universe is based on number systems and whatever I don't again I I say that I, I'm not good at math but I mean who knows you are good at math I am good at math I am good I am good at math there you go firm, repeat firm, after firm. me <laughs> I am good at yes. math <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I think I think it's funny too because it's like when you're that when you're writing about that you probably have had to had like a lot of life experience and a lot of like realizations for like you to be able to accumulate all these patterns into a book that like really encompasses how to approach a specific life topic. Like it needs to be a little bit spiritual, I think. For sure. And where it gets interesting, have you, uh, is making me think of the Marvel series. Do you watch any of the Marvel movies? I used to a little bit with my ex, but like not really. Okay. Um, I do. I do want to like get more into Marvel though and stuff because I feel like I with energy stuff too. It's like superheroes and superpowers. Like it's it's some truth in get, it. You know? Go so for like, Doctor. Go for Doctor Strange. He's my. I'm gonna tell you, he's my Doctor favorite. Strange. Okay. But his whole premise is like he went to this uh like temple, and well, I'm not gonna ruin it. I'll just Doctor Strange. I'll just leave you at that. But the point okay. is, I bring him up is um, in two of the movie. Well, technically in three of them, but there's two specific instances where they actually use stuff that I have experienced or someone else has experienced in the astral realm. So for my specific situation, when I did my ayahuasca retreat, there was uh, something called the mirror dimension in the Doctor Strange movies mm. that I actually experienced when on ayahuasca. And then where it even gets more interesting is in the most recent Doctor Strange movie, there's a creature that they even claim is from the astral realm. And it's like this one eye octopus and a buddy of mine, uh, he makes content as well. His name's Vincent Kane and King Cassius, Mm -hmm. if you've seen him, he posted a youtube or a, oh wait yeah i love him yeah you should check out is he on tiktok yeah he's on I tiktok think, yeah yeah he's awesome yeah, he's so cool i love his content you should check out yeah. our podcast i did with him 48 i think such a cool dude i will i'll listen to that too. guy's super cool um so what what we what he posted on his instagram though was that there was like a picture of an, the octopus of an octopus with one eye and talking about like this war mm. in the astral realm and then he posted it later and was like, oh shit, this is the same creature that's in the Doctor Strange. And he put the picture side by side. And I was like, holy shit. So well, to your point, like these people have to be creating something or pulling something from the yeah. astral or the other side in order to talk about the multiverse, mm. in order to talk about like these, the dimension. First of all, the dimension that I experienced being the fucking same still blows my mind. And then even more so this creature that looks exactly the same as something that's been discussed in, I I don't know. I haven't really deep dove that, but just seeing that parallel was like, holy shit, this is, Marvel's getting out of control in those regards. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I feel that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like all movies, like these these more fantastical movies, like have so much truth to them. And again, even I feel like with with um, spiritual journeys too and stuff, it's like you know you see start seeing signs in a lot of places, or you start noticing things that are like aligned with what you're learning about and stuff. And everywhere, just I've been seeing this like Harry Potter sign that keeps popping up. And maybe I mean probably because I'm in London, but also <laughs> I keep I see it. It's like it kind of pops out to me. You know, it's like the when you see signs, kind of like it's not like you're searching for them. You just like your eyes are drawn to them. Like. I guess like angel numbers and stuff like that. It's like you're more drawn to these things, like these patterns. And with this, it's it just says something about magic. And I'm like, this is so like we are magic. Like we are magic and we we are conditioned to believe that we are not magic, but we're all little wizards and witches, you know? Like we are, which is so cool. Like because Harry Potter is like, I'm such a Harry Potter nerd. I love how you so said that. I'm like, it's so and and our minds are our magic wands, you know? Our minds are our magic wands. Oh. The light that comes through the magic wand is our energy. Our our physical I don't know, like Well, and there's something to this as well because in order for in order for these things to be so grandiose, like the whole Harry Potter series, the Marvel series, the billions of dollars that both of these series have accumulated, I, I yeah. believe that it's because of the how much truth is embedded in the stories in the stories yeah. are just you know and there's so many parallels which is crazy of like between the bible between like the lion king which is the top grossing disney movie of all time between yeah. star wars between uh marvel between what was the last one you said harry potter they all have like these mm -hmm. same core themes but then the environment they just change the environment that they're in and it yeah and it's like the same story over and over and we just love it because there has to be like this this core truth that we like subconsciously or internally just acknowledge, but we just don't talk about it for some reason in this, in this time yeah. space reality. I think the core truth too is like, or even in like anime movies, like who's that amazing or like spirited away and all those movies that I love so much. Um, it's just like in all those or, or Pixar, you know, any, any mm. movie that's a little more fantastical or not as like quote unquote realistic, which is like whatever, what even is realistic? Anymore. What is real? But like, yeah. But um, with those movies, it's all the core truth is the same themes you are the creator. You are powerful. Love over fear. Um, letting go is there's so much like whatever. Who talked about Jay Shetty in a podcast recently? Let it go. Like, or no, no, that wasn't Jay Shetty, but whatever. <laughs> he talks about it's like frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Like, that's a real thing. You're supposed to let shit go. <laughs> like, that's everything has a hidden message. Everything does. And that's why I really think it's like, any scientist or any person who's made a great discovery i think these these movie directors too like get these ideas literally like god sent like d downloaded to them and they're like i gotta act on this and then they're helped by the universe funny coincidence because like it's supposed to it's there's truth you know it's so it's wild yeah it's just wild yeah uh yeah I think that's a great place. To it just to go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. You have something Sorry. to add? It, I ju it just makes me laugh too because like now that I'm fully, I'm just like I don't care. Like I fully believe in it all now. You know, I'm just like my belief is like the belief factor is so there for me now, and I feel like I was kind of like dipping my toes in for a long time and then pulling out and being like oh, maybe not, but now I'm like okay, and it just makes me so happy because I'm like 
this the things that we used to watch as kids like it's it's just so nice and beautiful that like so much of that is actually the truth like it's so cool and it's like I never younger me especially in like my weird teen years of being like life is so weird and horrible (laughs) and what's going on and now I'm like wait like it's like I don't know. I just would never expect that at 26, like now I'd be here in my consciousness and be like realizing these things. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Especially seeing how beautiful wild is. is the word. Wild is a great word for yeah. it. But yeah, just being able to sit back and I know everyone might not be there yet, but let me just tell you that there is a place yeah. that exists where you can just view all of this and the beauty that it is. And that should, I guess if I had to give anyone a goal, that would be the goal is to, be able yeah. to see everything for the beauty that it is. And tapping in, like allowing yourself to just drop into the what ifs and be like, well, what if that is true? You know, like what if my imagination is true? Like what? Cause you know, people that aren't are saying, Oh, I'm not as open to it, whatever. We all have dreams. We all have a, an imagination. So we all have these thoughts and we've all seen those movies and we all know that there's like, oh, this fantastical like part of the world that's like maybe not true, but still it's like, you know that it's there and you probably have pondered it a couple of times, like being honest with yourself, you know, it's like you probably have pondered what is obviously, obviously every human has said, what is going on here? Like, what is life? <laughs> that's like a human, yeah. that's human nature. <laughs> what am I? Who am I? You know, oh, for sure. We all have that question. So, yeah. And it's one of the questions that led us to recording this podcast, led me to where I'm at today. And yes, I'm assuming where you're at today. Yes, yes, uh, definitely where I'm at today. But it's it's all exciting and it's all great because now is the more the fact that more and more people with this podcast, too, and like TikTok is so great in that way, too, because all these messages are being spread so freely if you're tapped into the right for you page, you know, then like you are gonna, I mean, once some people start hopping on the bandwagon, you can hop on it too. And then it just, it's just a good movement. So I I have high hopes for the future. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to start the push, right? And that's kind of the way I saw it was, Mm -hmm. you know, I always embody this. I don't care what other people think attitude probably it was more of a defense mechanism for the longest time as opposed to actually not yeah. caring. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I think that helped me a lot in actually pushing through and taking on the critiques that I have, which actually showed me that I do care. And yeah, it was interesting to kind of come across it and actually, you know, work through that. And that was a whole experience in itself. But after even working mm-hmm. through that, you know, it's, it's what you just said. It's exactly what you just said, making these ideas more mainstream so that, people who might not have the same drive that maybe I was born with to push through that, you know, it can be easier for them to dive into these ideas and have these conversations with other people. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, that's very true. Emily, I think this is a great place to wrap it up. I, yeah, definitely. we covered a lot of ground. We covered quite a bit. We covered quite a bit. Yeah. Everything from Qigong to relationships <laughs> to 
Pixar to Marvel. I think that's a that's a pretty solid episode. Yeah, that feels about right. Like literally just everything I'm interested in. So it's good, good with me. I'll probably be listening to this back and be like, "Ooh, let me listen to this from a different perspective." It's so crazy. It's so <laughs> See what crazy. I can learn. It's so crazy when you re-listen to them because, like me, like yeah, I'll be like, "Oh shit, we talked about that." Like, "Oh wait, I forgot we talked about that." Yeah. Then, um, it's fun. That's the thing with just yeah, creating too. It's like when you watch yourself back, it's always a surprise. You're kind of like, "Oh." what what did yeah. i say there what what you know You're right but well, even can't a, be self-critical so well what it's interesting is like with this whole development that i've been having recently with like jumping up and down cheering the reels that i've been creating from my tiktok uh videos and the ones i'll probably make from this as well like there have been like mm-hmm. in my opinion i've been like i've had this like fuck yes mentality whenever i see them i've watched them all on repeat i've like keep re-watching them and it, it truly yeah. is embodying like this is something I believe needs to be out in the world. And I am so proud and not proud, proud, yeah. happy that it's there, that it, you know, it ends up people love it then. But, you know, that's probably why you're starting to blow up, too. It's because the world is a mirror. So if you're watching and that's what I've started doing, too, I've started watching my own content being like, yeah, this is awesome. You know, like hyping your own self up and that will be mirrored and reflected back from other people like in regard like if somebody's like oh i posted that and i don't know how i feel and like i look mm. really weird and i just don't like that then it's probably like people are gonna maybe reflect that i don't know or just be like i i can feel they're in because you can literally feel people's energy radiating across the phone screen oh, yeah. like i can you know oh yeah so it's more than just like oh i'm gonna create a video it's like now i t- really try to be in a good headspace when i'm creating and that's why like daily practice is so important if you're a creator because it's like you need to like be giving off a good energy because people can feel that shit. Like it's obvious if you're very, being inauthentic. Very you obvious. Know. Yeah, there's times where even just like a yeah. little thing, like maybe the picture will be smudged down and there's like a white bar across the top of the entire video. And I'll like go back yeah. and remake the entire video just to get rid of like that little white bar and I think that's the effort you yeah, gotta yeah, put yeah. into it if you're gonna do it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's it's it is yeah the qu- putting the quality into that's a big thing. Like I used to just be like, let's push out as many videos as I can. Mm. Like be- again with the fear based ego, I need to grow quickly. And right. now I'm like, wait, no, I want to like be proud of the stuff I'm putting out. So I'm gonna slow down a little bit because it's not a race. Like uh, you want it to be in alignment. And and that uh, sorry. Yeah, alignment and the abundance mindset too. It's like once you're tapped into the abundance mindset, you really realize there is no competition but you and there is no race. Like time is pretty much an illusion anyway. Like if you if you drop the boundary of, oh, I need to be this by the time I'm this, then it doesn't matter. You can like whatever. Look at I even like to use example of like Kim Kardashian. Like she I think in my opinion, she's peaking and she's 40. Like, or you know, you could you could peak at 50, you could peak at 60. 80 i don't know 100 whenever it, it's it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that's the end that's the yeah. end goal to get to is that it just whenever it happens yeah. it needs to happen just set your focuses on what you yeah. want to experience and it'll come whenever it's for your highest self yeah so emily true before we get you out of here i would love to give you the stage to say whatever you want to the audience the floor is yours if you have something you want to promote, anything you want to encourage. Um, I know that I'm mentally accepting, saying accepting to this conversation. Uh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, floor is yours. Um, take a, you know, 
So whatever you got to promote, I'll get, I think I have all your links. I'll drop them down below. So feel free to reference those. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I think my main thing that I try to, I guess, like sell about myself is that I just, um, I'm a, yeah, yoga, Qigong and meditation teacher, but my main classes are yoga, uh, Qigong fusion based. So basically I'll use, I'll pull different movements from both practices, but I'll also do just singular, just like solo qigong sessions yoga but i try to keep it very fluid with my teaching whatever my clients want to work on we work on that thing whether it's mental emotional or physical um i do private classes group sessions and in person if you're london based so i'll be teaching in studios soon and then finally i have my website which is membership it's just 10 pounds a month and you just go on and you get like full access to meditations qigong um videos yoga videos and also I have TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. That's it. Love <laughs> That's it. the whole spiel. Love yeah. Have you have you, just in that spiel there? Have you thought about making uh like videos or reels about how to integrate yoga and qigong? Yeah, so I've I've done a few. Um I've like started to talk about it a little bit, but um I'm still like trying to perfect like in two days, I actually have like some yoga auditions coming up for actual studios in okay. London. That's what I've been trying to like manifest, just like studios that I want. Um, but the I want to integrate the Qigong too. Like I want to stay true to myself. So I'm trying to really not perfect because it should, it you know, I don't, it, sh- it can always change. But I want to really make sure that the sequence that I'm doing is utilizing the best parts of each practice, mm. you know, so like starting with a stretch of like a yoga stretch in order to cultivate the space for you to then tap into your energy through qigong and then ending with a more yogic breath there's like really trying to weave that together so it's like the perfect combo so i've been testing that out like in my flat just like practicing all day random sequences (laughs) but um i feel like um yeah i it they they go hand in hand it's again yoga, qigong, meditation, even Pilates, even a workout in the gym. Like it's all physical movement, but physical movement in order to tap into your energy. And then your energy is also related to your mental. So that's why a lot of people work out and go to the gym because they work on their mental health. Like it's, it's all tied, you know? So it's just, it's just that. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely attest to that from like lifting and, you know, putting your mind actually in the muscle that you're focusing on and that you want to lift. Yeah doing that versus like the mentality of going to jujitsu completely changes because I'm no longer like, sometimes I'll be like focused specifically on one muscle, but for the most part, it's Mm -hmm. like the mind shift is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too, because when you dip, dip your toes in different things too, or yoga and qigong meditation or just lifting it's like you will get a different benefit out of each thing but each of them are going to be like amazing benefits that you can like little lessons or things that you can put in your toolbox for life you know um but yeah so my 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 name my i guess my creator name is energy with emily so yeah that's all i gotta say (laughs) well emily i appreciate the energy that you brought to traveling to consciousness thank you it was a great talk we'll definitely do it again thank when we're you. able to get this thing in purpose in person so we don't have this little del- lag between us <laughs> hopefully i can yeah, fix it a little and bit my we'll weird see. uh singing microphone over uh, here i'm not it's sure all, what's going on i mean at the end of the day <laughs> the audience i think is used to it but we'll 
definitely yeah. need to get this in person in the future. So I appreciate yeah. it. It was a pleasure connecting with you. Um, for everybody listening, great practice to actually embody if you want to accept or reject everything you heard here. I know I will mm-hmm. be pressing the accept button, uh, but the choice is yours. So Same. Same. <laughs> All right. We got two for two. <laughs> Do what everyone else decides. Uh, with that being said, guys, I appreciate you all for being here. I love you guys. And I will see you all in the sixth dimension. Mm-hmm.